Talks podcast is brought to you by nothing but the greatest of the greatest. You best believe that, my Gs. Hey, you need a criminal defense attorney? You slipped up? Peep game. We got you. You got our guy, Doug Sherrod. Doug Sherrod is a criminal defense attorney. Big dog shit. Matter of fact, bigger than big dog shit. You can reach him at KingKongLawyer.com. KingKongLawyer.com. He is our criminal defense attorney. He can be your criminal defense attorney. Reach out to him at KingKongLawyer.com. Hoodstocks Podcast is also brought to you by looking for some good quality cannabis. I mean, killer quality cannabis. Hit up the folks at Killer Kush. They specialize in bringing you the best quality available from OG to exotic. They got it all, baby. Hit them up at KillerCushCali at gmail.com or on IG at KillerCush underscore underscore 420 to find a location near you. If you're local to the LA area, you can find them here in the heart of East Los Angeles at East LA Exotics, located at 6009 East Olympic Boulevard. This podcast is also brought to you by Gutter Phenom out of Orange County, baby. Gutter Phenom is a lifestyle brand that is dedicated to supporting and inspiring individuals who are determined to achieve their dreams. Billy, we believe that no matter where you come from or what you've been through, with hard work and dedication, anything is possible. A portion of our proceeds are donated to organizations that provide vocational training for parolees and scholarships for those in need of drug and alcohol treatment. Jesus, who would have thought this is just a t-shirt? This is a clothing brand. Okay, visit Gutter Phenom and use the exclusive code Hoodstocks20 to receive 20% off your order today, baby. Yeah. Casey, is it game time? It's game time. I apologize for the uh, inconvenience, but I tripped up on cable. It's all good, baby. We figured it out. Let's get it cracking. Let's go. Walk with the Hoodstocks. On the Saturday afternoon, baby. Appreciate you guys tapping in. I know there's a lot of things going on. The weekend, especially a Saturday, especially a Saturday afternoon. Appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let them know we're here, baby. Hoodstocks. Let's go. It's game time. Hoodstocks Podcast is also brought to you by Dying to See Me. Dying to See Me is a podcast on YouTube. You can type in Dying to See Me and hit that subscribe button. Shout out to Matt Montague. Uh, probably one of the only other podcasts that I would negotiate them being a sponsor on Hoodstocks. Why? Because he's a fun guy. He's a good guy. He's a white guy. And hey, you, got, you need to have white friends in your life, man, because those are good people, man. We need all colors in our life. Don't play with it uh, while you're bullshitting, right? Okay, 
We got a special guest. Really appreciate this man pulling up on a Saturday afternoon. And he pulled up in fashion, too, baby. I think there's a 61 Impala parked outside, baby. That thing is beautiful, dog. Um, out of East Los Angeles, I want everybody to give it up for Isaac Gonzalez. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty good, man. Thank you, brother. Sorry about the little little hiccup in the beginning. We haven't had one of those in a minute, but it's, it's all good. Just makes it more interesting. Yeah, it yeah. does. You know what I mean? It's, every time there's a hiccup, you know what I mean? For some reason, I, I catch Casey Casey in my arms and I'm I'm burping oh, him, bro. Right, right. You know what I mean? I got to put the little rag on my shoulder, <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? The little burp rag, dog. You know? <laughs> Come here, mijo. Um, so. Uh, you're you're familiar with these these stomping grounds around here? Is that oh, safe to say? Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So you're 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 born and raised in East Los Angeles. Yes, sir. And you're from Maravilla. Yes, from and Mariana. Mari. Okay. And you're also a caseworker for Homeboys uh, I'm Industries. A, I'm a case manager at Homeboy Industries, and I also manage a sober living transitional housing uh, known as Coast Recovery in the San Fernando Valley. Beautiful, beautiful. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So we got a we got an accomplished, important individual in this community that's blessing this platform today. Round of applause again, baby. I like it. I like it. And you know what? I want to give a big shout out to Audra. Audra, thank you for connecting these dots right here. I love you, girl. I know you couldn't get a babysitter, but next time, you know, you get yourself one and you pull up and chill out with us. Um, let's just let's dive into your story, brother. I, I'd like to I'd like to know how you got to where you're at now, which you're in a very you're in a very comfortable uh you're in a good place in your life right now. Is that safe to say? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Did you ever think that you'd be in a position like this in your life? Um, actually, I did. I did, you know, and that all started like when I was in prison and stuff like that, you know. I had these uh, these visions, these big dreams. I just didn't know how I was going to start, you know, or where or when. But I most definitely felt in my heart that I would be doing the work that I do today. Beautiful, beautiful. A lot of round of applauses. Woo! It's Saturday afternoon, baby. You know, I mean, we got to keep this shit going till about three in the morning. The round of applause is. <laughs> it's Saturday, baby. We starting early up in this camp. Uh, uh, big, big, big shout out to boy Rick uh, Casey over there. Yeah, I love these. I love these gentlemen right here, team. And we got Ed Cal one in the building too, baby. Okay. And we got Sweets from Rockwood and the Casa, and we got the homie right here. We're just doing a, introducing everybody. Why not? What do we got right here, bro? We got the peas wax, peas wax, pimpin' pock. What's the name of this brand, my G? Peas wax. Peas wax. That's it. Okay. How how can they, how can uh, this audience find your product? On my Instagram at uh, pimpin' pock. Pimpin' pock. Instagram pimpin' pock. Pimpin' Pock, P I M P N P A C. P I M P N A C. P A C. Okay. Okay. Um, well, thank you, brother, for the gifts. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Let's get back to you. Sorry about that, brother. Let's do this. <laughs> we just did the wave around Dodger Stadium right now, real quick. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> you had a vision. In yes. the penitentiary, yes, you always bet it on yourself. You never gave up on yourself. Um, well, actually, at some point in my life, I was. You know, I was like, uh, like growing up in East LA, like my jefito, my jefito's from Eloyo Maravilla. He just passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Jefe Tumbalo from Eloyo Maravilla. Condolences. Passed away in, in January, and my Jefe always told us, you know, uh, you're a Gonzalez, you're a fighter, you know, and being out here on the streets, you know, uh, got hooked on drugs, addiction, and all that, the whole lifestyle. Like, uh, I kind of laid down for a little bit and I was letting life kick my ass, you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I 
started uh, working on myself and, and doing a lot of soul searching and all that. And, and, you know, doors started opening up for me. Okay. Let's rewind the track a little bit real quick, because I believe this is a, uh, this, this state of mind is further into your story. Let's yes. start from the beginning, brother. Let's all get right. to the, let's get to the mud to get to the light. Yes. So uh, I like to believe when I was born, you know, all the birds are chirping. It was a nice sunny day, you know, perfect weather and all that. You know, I don't remember none of that. But uh, as far as I can remember, I knew my parents were divorced. You know, I knew my, my, my jefito was a drug addict. Uh, so there was a, a horrible, like an ugly custody battle and stuff like that. You know, even at some point in my life, my jefito kidnapped me and stuff like that. Uh, I remember my jefe coming to the pad, you know, uh, kicking down the door. You know, demanding to see his children, me and my my two older brothers. Uh, also, uh, a big shout out to my carnal Toker, rest in peace, and my carnal Duke that's serving li a life sentence right now in the CDCR. So they were my heroes, you know what I mean? And so that was a lot of stuff going on, right? Uh, but at some point, uh, my jefito cleaned up. He he became a, a, a what is it? A substance abuse counselor for a West Area Opportunity Center. Uh, he came back into our life stuff. He was never out of our lives. He was just trying to be there, but you know, the courts and all that stuff, he was just wasn't allowed to. And as I reflect back on that, like I can't blame my jefita either for making the decisions that he, that she made, you know, like uh, my jefito from what I hear from his homies and my older homies, my jefe was a fool. He was with the functions, you know? And so jefe cleaned up and, um, you know, growing up in East LA, it, it was like a, my, my heaven on earth, you know? Uh, I had my both parents, I had my grandparents, I had my carnales. I had all my, my friends uh, right there on Duncan Avenue. Big shout out to Poli, you know? And um, so right there, it was just, like I said, it was my, my piece of heaven on, of, on earth. And uh, it was that peace, you know? Like uh, I, I strongly believe I had a, a great childhood. You know, we used to play on the block, play baseball. I remember in front of my pad, in front of my grandma's, right there on Duncan and Hubbard, we had little bases uh, painted on the street. You know, that's when Fernando Mania was on, you know, the Dodgers and all that. And <laughs> so crossing Hubbard, uh, into the neighbor's yards, the fences, those were, those were the home runs, you know what I mean? So we had our little stadium out there, and then I remember no matter where we would be at on the block, whether we were on, on, on this end or down to, to the boulevard, you know, or, or in between, we had our, our friends' families, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I recall one time, uh, uh, one of my, my friend, uh, Hestia, we're having a water balloon fight, and I remember I was in the neighbor's yard getting the water hose, and she started, hey, don't do that, and you know, not knowing, I was like, man, why you tell me you ain't, not, you ain't my mom? But now as I look back like that, no, no matter where we were at on the street, we were cool. There was always somebody watching us, you know? And like I see now, like you don't even see kids out there no more. You know what I mean? And, uh, and like the, I strongly believe that's the, the aftermath of Barrio Warfare. You know, we held our streets hostage. You know what I mean? Uh, who wants their kids to go out there and possibly get in a gang, get uh, addicted to drugs, get killed? All kinds of crazy stuff happens, you know? So... That's, that's, you know, that's, it's sad, you know, but, uh, so like I said, uh, I'm right there on, you know, growing up in East LA, like, I, I love that, I, I love, this is home, like, you know, coming over here, like, it, it just means a lot to me, you know, this is, you know, I'm homegrown, so, my eldest carnal, uh, Ray, uh, he got into the barrio, you know what I mean, uh, you know, I remember he used to tag on the streets, Ray East LA, he was like a tagger, now that I look back, he used to write, you know, he used to do block letters, and so that's all he would write, Ray East LA. Well, one day he's in the pad and he's doing block letters and I see MMB. So I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, don't worry about it, you know? Like, so I'm like, okay. So I was, you know, peeping game and stuff. Started seeing older homies come around, scoop them up and all that. And, um, you know, my, my brother, uh, he's a heavy hitter, you know? Like, uh, he was real busy around the, the neighborhood and all that. And uh, 
one one night, one morning, we just hear banging on the door and uh, a lot of shouting. You know, my grandma was uh, yelling. They had, because uh, my grandma owned some little apartments and stuff. So she's looking out the window. They got one of the tenants by the grenya. They're dragging them out, the sheriffs. Uh, we opened up the door and um, there's tactical weapons pointed at me. I'm probably like 10 years old at the time, right? And when all this is happening in that moment, like, I was like, damn, like, this is World War Three, you know, in my innocence. I thought the world was ending, you know what I mean? They're, they're patting me down. I'm, I'm in tears. And um, all my family, all the tenants were all ushered onto a paddy wagon. There was a gang sweep, you know. They, it was all over the news and stuff. I remember turning on the Channel 4, Channel 34, all the local channels, and the pads on, you know, on blast. And we're like, fuck, you know. Then So my carnal got locked up. He got scooped up for an attempted murder. And I honestly believe that's the first time I felt a heartbreak. Like I was broken, you know, like that, that's my brother. I love him. You know, I remember going to his court, court dates and all that. And I would see them and I would just cry, you know. And, then, you know, so that went on for some while. And then while he was busted, my middle brother, uh, Toker, he got into the barrio. So now he's out there, you know. And then Duke had got out of camp. And then uh, next, you know, uh, Tokes, uh, he got shot, right? And then it was on. You know, I, mean, I got the phone call. When the sheriff's called, I picked up the phone. It's such and such a brother. I'm like, yes, call your dad. I'm like, what's going on? Your brother's in the hospital. And then again, heartbreak, crying. I was a little a little boy, you know? So I ran to my, my jefe's room, and I'm like, hey, Steven's in the hospital. My pops jumped up. We go to the Santa Marta hospital, and uh, uh, he would, uh, this bot, they killed some bottle, one of my, my brother's homies. He wasn't from the water, but he kicked it with the homies, you know? He was, you know, so... Seeing all the family, that's the first time I, I seen like a dead body, you know, like I walked in the room and homeboy's arms just hanging off the, the bed, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, like, this is crazy, you know? Then seeing homies, familia there, then I remember my older brother telling them, like, don't trip, it's on, right? And then I'm like, fuck, what does that mean? You know what I mean? And sure enough, gang writing, you know, the streets tell the story, you know, all the, the writing, the, the, the ghetto bird, all that stuff, so... um. A little while after, Duke got scooped up for uh, five attempts, you know, so now he's, he's facing a life sentence, and again, more heartache, right, I'm missing my carnal, uh, my brother Toker too, well, he, he was another fool, right, uh, he was with the functions too, and um, he got real busy in the neighborhood, and next, you know, they raided the pad for him, you know, he got picked up for a murder, you know, I remember when, as they were cuffing him, they raided my jefe's pad, he's walking out, and he asked the hudas, like, uh, what are the charges, and, you know, they told him murder, so I was like, fuck, you know. So now my jefe had uh, remarried, you know, my, my jefe was doing her thing, my grandparents. So at that time, like, I, I, I see, like, uh, as I, again, reflecting, I feel like I was, like, the, the child that was lost in the shadows, you know what I mean? Like, I was just trying to figure things on my own. Everybody was focused on my brother's court dates, all this stuff, you know, and then I was just uh, trying to figure things out. I had to grow up fast, you know. Uh, so that, that was going on for a while. I started tagging. I remember my, my carnal, uh, you know, because he see me, like, I was already dressing G-Dub, the Cortez, the Ben Davis, all that stuff, right? And he's like, don't get into the barrio. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, you know? He goes, just be a tagger. You want me to be a All right, I'll start tagging. So, you know, we flip my, uh, that's what I was telling Casey earlier, right? Like, that's what they used to call me, Casey One, right? And so <laughs> my name, Isaac, backward is, is C-A-A-S-I. I started writing K-A-C-E-E, -E, an uh. abbreviation, right? So I was like a local artist. Like, I was a writer. You know, I should just write on the walls and cross everybody out, starting all kinds of fellow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and um, 
yeah so i was just trying to figure stuff out i, I, I would see the homies like uh my homies had like like uh, for, because of my brothers they always showed me mad love you know they'll see me on the boulevard like what's up how's your brother and stuff like that and at that time there was there was it's not just at that time there's always a lot of pedo you know and but at that time they were warring with a couple of neighborhoods surrounding right there in that surrounding area so these vatos would see me talking to the homies i'm a tagger i'm going everywhere you know be and their hood, other hoods, and like, hey, you're from over here. I'm like, nah, then they'll be like, oh, you ranker, and this and that. Like, I'm not a ranker, like, you know? So there was all, always a uh, little drama. Then even the the homies that I used to tag with, they were like, hey, fool, like, like stop dressing G'd up, fool. Like, you, you attract too much attention, you know? They were down with me, though. These these cats were were, were down. I remember they used to sneak out their heifer straps, we'll go to all the flyer parties and all that stuff, you know? Then still, I would see the homies, hey, what's up? Uh, then I started partying with the homies, the little momos and all that, you know, and I started liking it, homies, with, you know, with the regals, the cutlasses and yeah. shit, you know, with the sounds and all that. And I was like, uh, uh, how can I say? I was um, influenced. I was impressed. Like, damn, these fools, these fools are, are fools. They're down, you know, they're strapped and all this stuff, right? And so I started kicking it with them. And then, um, like, around that time, I was probably like 14, around there, 15, going on 15. Uh, then I, I met my, my first uh, son's mother, right? So, you know, she ended up getting pregnant. And then um, I was at a house party, right? And uh, so some other barrio showed up. The homies, I remember I was with the homies. They had went somewhere else, whatever, to do their thing. Well, then when these fools showed up, there was words exchanged. And next thing you know, the 11 people got shot at a house party. I was one of them. I got tagged three times. Um, I had my, my homeboy next to me, uh, Chuko. He ended up getting paralyzed. He's, he's alive. Nobody died, luckily, you know? Thank God, right? And it was just uh, uh, blood all over, you know? It was just like a bloodbath, you know what I mean? It, that shit was like, that shit was like, fuck, you know? Like, like damn, right? Um, so I made it out of that. I was in the hospital and stuff. I got out. And then um, I was with uh, my son's mother. Then we separated. And then um, it was full throttle after that. Like it was, you know, like I hit the streets, like I would like to say with the vengeance, you know? Like, and um, so still, uh, Due to that heartbreak, my brother's being gone, not understanding things. Like, I, I, I had a lot of anger, you know. I'd be at the pad talking to the homies on the phone or some little hainita. Then, you know, grandma, the phone bill, you know, the collect calls and all that. We had, like, $800 phone bills and stuff, like, for, like, 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I would see that and I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to hit the street and go talk to them or go kick in with my homies. Because they'll always be like, stay home, stay home. I'm home. And then I was hear all this pushback. So now I'm going to hit the streets. So I'll get my, my strap, and the streets became my therapy. You know what I mean? I would go out to anger, and I'll just call, like, my homie, like, just, just go light somebody up, you know? All right, well, I'm there. Let's go. So, so that was it, you know? Like, I, I kept on going like that, and then my neighborhood, you know, like, I don't want to get into too much details that, but we got some bigger issues after that, and yeah. again, it was on. So that's the story of, the story of my life. It's, it's, it's on, guerra, constant war, shit settles, and boom, we're at it again, frontlining, all that stuff, right? And... um. So in 94, that was the, the first time I, I lost a homie, like my generation that I grew up with. It was uh, my homeboy, uh, Happy. You know, I went to Fort Bullard Elementary with them. I used to play basketball with them. And we're just taking them home, you know. And some pedo happened, you know, whatever. And I got, I got hit again. You know, I got, I got a, a 45 in my thigh. And that time, uh, my homeboy died, you know. And that was, that, was, uh, that was pretty hard, you know. Like to this day, I still think of my homie and all that. And, um, you know, it's like that bond is going to be forever, you know what I'm saying? So, again, just being out there in the hood. Um, I remember we, we used to kick it right there on, on between Duncan and Ford. There used to be the 
uh, it's the beat of building Chaparrito Stones, right? We used to call it the alley, right? So I remember we'll be posting up with the homies, and and then one day I just like I'm a thinker, right? So I'm like, hey, homie, like, why don't we get paid just to kick it here? We kick it here for free. And they're like, well, what do you mean, fool? Like, I'm like, well, let's let's get some piedra, you know? We could. All right, where are we gonna get it first? So we went to some other water. We got a fifty dollar double up. We didn't even know how to break it up. You know, I had to call my home, my big homie Droopy, big props to him, like a brother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, we had his actually his wife fucking teach us how to break up dope you know and you know the, or you could put them in your mouth i'm like nah 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 like we just put them in baggies just in case we swallow them we gotta you know put them out and all that stuff so i remember business was slow like we didn't even know how to serve right on the boulevard getting at the prostitute all that shit right all the little paisa bars and all that and and then sure enough it, it started popping right and again you know like i said i was you know out there going i started going to uh, juvenile hall and stuff and you know, getting out, staying out like two months, three months, and get back. And and then I remember I, I was in the county, not in the county, in juvenile hall, I turned uh, 18, right? So I'm, oh, shit, I'm going to the county. Again, it's on, right? So I remember at the, you know when you wear the Cortez with the little bunny ears and stuff like that? I had to take that up and tighten them all the way up, tight, like, is that shit, is it, I'm, I'm going to get an ass whooping up in there, right? And, you know, but I went there and, and uh, in the process, I bumped into my older homie. Like, don't trip, homie, right here. Uh, you know, we will be at East Lake and all the the staff. Oh, you go to the counties, this, that, and like telling him, trying to scare us. That scared straight shit. Yeah. I went over there, man. That shit feed me. I was in process, smoking <laughs> cigarettes, eating uh, uh, candy bars, all that good stuff, you know. And so then again, uh, I got out, and again, uh, just the neighborhood, like the uh, the whole gang lifestyle, all that, it just consumed my entire being. That's like, I woke up thinking about the neighborhood, going to sleep thinking about the neighborhood. I'll be eating cereal, I'll be hitting up on the cereal boxes. <laughs> Grandma right there, rayate las nalgas, all that stuff, right? You know? So that it, it just kept on going like that. And um, but, uh, just jail, in and out, in and out, right? Little little BS. And then until one day, I uh, they raided the pad for me. And it's like, I remember they, they, they got me at my dad's pad and I'm in the backseat of a sheriff's car and asked them the same question as my carnal. You know, what are the charges? And then they told me attempted murder. And like, a smile like was already fucking forming, right? And that to me, that was like my, my fucking bar mitzvah, my quinceanera, you know, my, my rights of passage, you know, to become a man, you know? Then, But that smile soon turned upside down when I started going to court, you know, talking about life sentence there where you know temps carry life fortunately it got dropped to a assault with the farm so then i went to prison you know so my brothers were upstate all that you know and how much time are your brothers serving at this time oh uh, right now he's been down since 2000 okay yeah so he's been down like uh like 22 23 years going on 23 years and then before that he had did like i think uh 14 or 12. Wow. yeah so he's you know he's just you know and then before a camp you know then yeah. violations type of do that turn a, a year flat into a like a little mini turn 32 months and stuff <laughs> like that you know what i mean That's what that dude huh? yeah yeah he, you know and i i look at that too like uh a lot of anger too like i wonder what he was going through that made him that to get to that point you know because i know what happened uh what 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 led to me taking those steps you know what i mean yeah so i'm upstate and um again uh, uh the, the biggest life lesson i ever got in my life you know um I was right there in uh, in Chukawala on a level two, you know, kicking it in the heat, you know, working on my Aztec gold, little suntan and shit. You know what I mean? Even though I sometimes look like a lobster, it was so so hot, you know. But I've been there. so yeah. so I'm right there, and uh, one of the homies comes in, 
uh, he has a family from my neighborhood. And he's like, hey, homie, like, uh, I think you should call your pad. I'm like, what? How, what do you mean? He goes, I think something happened to your brother. So I got on the phone and um, I remember my dad, like I, I asked him, like, hey, what, what happened to Steven? And then I read those words forever echo in my head, you know, he's dead. And I was just like, fuck, you know? And like, fuck, like just broken, bro, like broken. You know what I mean? And I was like, what do I do here? Like, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, you want to retaliate. That's, that's how, you know, being in a, uh, from a gang and all that, uh, the, the life, that's how we honor our people, you know, by putting in work for them. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that, well, that's how I was taught, not by drinking 40s and pouring out liquor, like, nah, like, like make it rain, you know? Take action. Yeah, you know, so I was just like stuck in there, like, what am I going to do? And um, about a month later, you know, uh, I just found myself in, in, in AdSig, you know, whatever, you know? Before we get into the AdSig yeah. story of how you find yourself there, I want to take a quick back real quick. Yeah. How did you, your brother, sounds like he passed from... Uh, gang violence. Gang yeah, violence. He, yeah, he was murdered. He, he was murdered in my neighborhood. He was murdered he in He was gunned down. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, so I'm in Adsig. I ended up going to Corcoran Shoes. And, you know, we're all youngsters in the hole. And, oh, when you go over there, they're going to give you a big fierro and this and that. So I'm like, whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I roll up there, and they're the, we're getting off the bus. And then right away, there's a... A uh, little ambulance, and they got somebody in there. Somebody got whacked, right? And I'm like, "Fuck, this shit is real." You know what I mean? Like, goddamn, right? And so I get there, and um, as I was in there, like at that time in, in my cell, like I was already like, "Fuck, man!" Like, how did you know again? Like, fuck, let's see how this one goes, right? So I'm there, and um, like I would get letters in the mail. This happened, that um. Uh, my parents blaming each other, you know, for, for my brother's death, my carnal and the other one in the middle and, and all that. And um, Your parents were blaming who, I'm sorry? Uh, uh, each other. Each know, other. Because they were saying, oh, because of you, they, they, you know, this and that. So back to your parents real quick. So this now your pops is sobered up and he's doing yes, his thing, yes. okay? And mom has always kind of been the, the backbone of, of you yeah, and your but brothers. She, she was, she, you know, my, my mom, you saw, she was alcoholic. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and so they had like their... That. Yeah, they have their little issues, their little struggles and stuff. You know? Are they together at this point? No, no Okay, they no, never got back together? No, no. Okay. And um, so I would get all these letters, and it got to the point where, like, I didn't even want to open letters no more. It was just, like... Depressing, huh? Yeah, like, like what next? What next, you yeah. know? And then, um, so I started seeing what it did to my family. You know what I mean? I started seeing how it... Because uh, that's what we grew up. <clears throat> Family's everything. Blood's thicker than water. This... Uh, my kind of... Uh, Represent your last name, then your barrio. Always family first, you know, at all costs, right? And I seen how they started, like, all separating, fighting with each other. And then, I, like I said, it was uh, one of the toughest lessons of my life. And it, it made me, like, reanalyze what I was doing. You know, like, how many families did I destroy? How many families did I separate? How many carnalitos did me, my homies, my brothers, uh, hurt? Little sisters, fathers, mothers, grandparents. I seen everything, you know, even... Uh, your neighbor, you know, they're, they're kicking in with you and some stuff goes down, like that's traumatizing, you know, you carry that, you know, you don't just uh, flick a switch and it's gone, it's off, you know what I mean? So I started seeing all that and like just busted, you know, just, and, and no, we're just stuck, stuck in a cell, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, so right there at that time, I, I strongly believed I was like uh, probably the best time I ever did. After that, I got through all that, you know what I mean? Like we were processing that. I met some real good people. You know what I mean? I, I ended up going, uh, from there I was a shoe kickout, went to high desert. Uh, I had a salary right there, uh, Danny Murillo, turtle from, from Norwalk. Shout out to my boy, the uh, co-founder of the um, um, Underground Scholars at UC Berkeley. Yeah, good dude, yeah, yeah, good dude, yeah. good dude. He was my salary there and stuff, you know? And um, so I parole, 
And um, I actually get letters, you know, all this, to go do this, when you do that, did this. So I got out, I only stood out 24 hours. You know, I got caught up. I went again to the county on a violation. Who'd you get caught up with, if you don't mind? Um, I, just, uh, I went to the, I picked up a, a battery. You know what I mean? And, and uh, so. A battery, on the streets. okay. Yeah, on the streets. I don't know why I was thinking of a car battery. No, 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 no. no. I get those for free. Bad, bro. No, 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 like a battery on, on somebody, right? Some okay. Bullshit, whatever. Yeah. And then, um. So that was it. After that, like, uh, I, I get out from that time. I, I did a violation, got COP'd, and then um, I had nowhere to go. You know, always growing up, I always had a pad and all that. By then, I seen my family was just tired of it. Yeah. You know, my jefito had property, my grandmother had property, and yet I found myself being homeless. And um, uh, again, the barrio was there with welcoming arms. You know what I mean? They, they, uh, my homeboy Sleepy, rest in peace, uh, told me I could, that was my brother's road dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kylie Isaac, you know, don't trip. So I, I was doing good for a little bit, you know, I was working and all that stuff. And then uh, I started using, you know, and then little by little, little, you know, little line and it got bigger and bigger and led to other things and all that. Meth. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I got, uh, I got hooked and that's when I met on the homie Pac out there that was out there in IE and stuff, you know, and um, he wouldn't mess around, but you know, other people, right. And uh, I had an apartment, an apartment, like I was doing good. I had a little whip, I had a job. And stuff like that, but I remember going but to my apartment. You're getting high at this time. Yes. Though. Okay. And I remember I would go to to my to my spot, and it was just empty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I was living off of spreads. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, cereal and uh, jumble jacks. You know what I mean? It, like, it was your home, but it was, it was empty. It, empty. It wasn't empty. a home. Like it yeah, it wasn't a home. home. There was yeah. no. You felt no love there. And, and my little spot, it was cool. Like you know, I had my little furniture, my little stuff, little by little. Like it was clean, all that. But it, it just there was like it was just an empty house. Like there was no love there. You know? Yeah. And um, so that went on, and uh, I ended up losing my job, uh, scounding all this stuff back in the hood, and um, again it got busted and. You know, the, uh, stuff like that. Uh, just continue doing that in and out, in and out. And um, what was that like around? Let's see. When did I meet my wife? Later in 2007. But before that, I remember I went out uh, to Arizona for a little bit, the state of Arizona, like to get out and stuff. That didn't work out. I came back. How'd you like Arizona and why it didn't work out? It was pretty cool. It was yeah, cool. Did you have family out there? Did, no, were you trying I to just, get away from what you no, were doing? I didn't have no family, just like a... a a friend, you know, they let me go over there, you know, and, and just, uh, you know, just, I guess, try to start a new life, whatever. But that, it, it didn't last long. I came back, and shortly after that, I got picked up for uh, an investigation for an attempted murder. Wow. You know what I mean? So even at that time, you know, I was just, you know, um, I remember I was in the holding tank, right? And um, I just felt like all the walls caving in, you know, like, and I, like, I get anxiety. I was yeah. having a panic attack. I don't know. And 100%. Then, and I, I remember, like, like, just, you know, you want to fuck around or whatever, right? And, and, um, I was just like, fuck it. And uh, I took a real deep breath and just like, that's it. I'm going to get life, you know? And, um, uh, took a deep, uh, like a cleansing breath, let, let all that shit out. And I went into G mode. Like, anybody that crossed my path is on, right? Yeah. Um, I go get my little paperwork, and it was just a violation. So I'm like, slow down, G, like, make it out, perro, you know what I mean? And so I go upstate, I get out, and then uh, I meet my wife, Nancy, at, at a, one of the, like, a family party, one of my homies' family's party. Real quick, real quick. Uh -huh. 
so you were you were investigating. You were yeah. being investigated yeah. for yeah. a bad charge. But what happened with that charge? It just never. It was I wasn't involved in it. it just, okay, so know, it was like it, a DA reject yeah, type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, go you ahead. Know what I mean, and um, so when I got off on that violation, I, I met my wife, and then um, that was it. You know, you know, I just got out wanting to do good. I was living with my jefito and stuff, helping them out. You know all that, and then um, I started using again. Wow. You know, she got pregnant uh, right away. Why? Why? Were, let me ask you a question. Why were you falling back to using this drug again? I mean, especially after you, you close call. I mean, even though you weren't involved in it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you got a DA reject on that case. Why did you fall back using drugs again? I mean, did you, you talked about the house being empty? Yeah. But at this point, you are empty as well. Exactly, still, yes, and I, and I, I, I believe the the reasons why I fell back on that is because I wasn't working on myself. There was issues that, um, I wasn't dealing with. I'm, I'm really good to to shut down and block that out. Hundred percent. Keep on pushing. And you drugs know I mean? is the perfect thing to do with. Right. And so even before, uh, prior to meeting my wife, I was already uh, dabbing in the arts, right? And uh, so then she came along and. We we had our uh, my my son Stevie, you know, and um, I remember at that time I would uh, I remember one time going to go visit my 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 brother right at his gravesite. It was really hard for me to do, and I think that's the the, the one of the the main reason. You know, not is not, this the first time uh, visiting your brother at a gravesite or? I think it was, yeah. Oh, and it, and it's hard to do it because obviously, you know, sometimes time will heal the pain. But the, the the pain is still heavy. Yes. How far is it from there since the, your brother had passed to so the time? Maybe about seven years. Eight seven years. years. So you, you're still carrying that yeah, and, heaviness. And, yeah, and it's like I never allow myself to to grieve. Yeah. You know, just shut down. You know, out of sight, out of mind. So I'm busy in my car. Now I'm coming down the hill, and I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm like, all I got is is, is a rock. You know, uh I don't have my brother no more, right? So I'm coming down the hill and I'm in tears, like I'm not, like I'm angry, right? And so then I, I look to the back seat of the car, and I see my first son, little Isaac, right there, and he looks sad, you know. And uh, I see my 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 wife pregnant, but actually with my my son Stevie and her too, and I'm like, just get out of here, you know. So all that time, like I always felt like I was pulled in a lot of directions, like what I said earlier, you know, yeah. the way we honor people yeah. is by hurting other people, you know, and like uh. I feel like I wasn't honoring my brother, you know? But then it's, then uh, like seeing my son, he was probably, at that time, see, like he left like 12 maybe around there. You know, I got busted when he was probably like going on three, three around there or something like that. I never raised him, you know? I was in jail, you know? So I didn't, I didn't get to uh, take him to the first day of school or parents' conferences, none of that. And just all this anger, then now having a, another child coming into the world like that's not fair to him either or even to to my wife right i'm like so i always felt torn and i'm just like oh, you know then like again the drugs you know uh getting uh, deeper into the addiction and um so we kept on going and in you know just using in the hood you know right there in, in the heart of the hood you know what I mean? And I think even too, like going to the to the neighborhood, it's like 
like the drug, like what are our support systems there? Yeah. You know, you go to see the homie, you're, you're always here's, here's a here's a 40, here, here's a linea, here's a lenio, a or here's a strap. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 you're feeling some type of way, let's just take it out on somebody, you know? Yeah. So that too, and, not, and, I, and I, I, I most definitely believe that my homies didn't want to see me doing bad, but that's all they could offer at that time. Well, well, pain empowers yeah. pain, right? Yeah, you know? And um, so that it kept on going, you know? I was just, you know, trying to survive of working and stuff like that. And, and around 2000, I, I, when I first hooked up, I stood out probably like four and a half years. Then um, I picked up a case in San Diego. I picked up, I was out there in San Diego and stuff like that, San Diego County. So I was there for a little bit. And then even uh, I went into the San Diego County jail with the mentality, like, I'm from L.A. Yeah. These fools are going to remember my body out here. You know what I mean? So I was there, you know. And sure enough, I got some county time. You know, my, my jefito paid up for a little lawyer and stuff. I got some county, got a sweet deal. But like six months, I had to do a flat year in the county right there. So six months into that, I pick up a battery on an inmate. Damn. You know what I mean? So... Now they're talking about strikes and stuff like that. Uh, so now I got to call baby and be like, hey, I'm not going home next year. Like, I need a lawyer. You know, so there she is scrambling, doing what she got to do. and Or not what she got to do. She did it out of court, out of heart. You know, she yeah. didn't have to do none of that. She loved you know, her. She's, have, um, she's the women of your, your kids. Yes, you know. and uh, She still so, has hope in you, believes in you. Yeah, exactly, right? So I'm fighting the case right there. I ended up getting a... Uh, a four-year term, end, end up, I got love, I got love, I got love, right? I was thinking I was going to have to take a deal. If I take a deal for 10, 12 years, my life's over. I'm going to lose my wife, probably pick up some more time in there. So You were a fucking problem, bro. You, know, you were so, a serious problem. How was the how was San Diego County Jail? It was cool. The homies out there are, are feed, man. They're calmado. They're, 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 they got a lot of love for your boy, and I got a lot of love for them, too. You know what Shout out I mean? to the homies from San Diego. Yeah, they're, love. they're, they're cool. You know what I mean? I had some cool little sallies. That is... I had a little homie right there. Uh, so at that time, right, I was like uh, so lost. Even when I was out there, I guess depression, anger, all this stuff, right? Uh, like I, like earlier what I mentioned too about laying down and not fighting back. I was like, fuck, I'm going to go to hell, you know? At some point in my life, I felt that. And then I was like, well, fuck it. Just the way I shined in the hood, I'll, I'll shine in hell. I'll be a badass. That's how lost I was, you know? I mean, what was hell? What was your definition of hell? Just, just uh, burning in hell, I guess. Yeah. What you, you just, uh, you know what I mean? There's no other way to describe it. You know, you yeah. can just suffer for eternity, right? And I was like accepting that. So you were you know? ready to suffer with a smile. Nah, yeah, yeah. You At could say that, yeah. And then um, I bump into a little homie from uh, from Gage, right? And um, from Gage Maravilla, a little youngster, right? And... um. He was into the Bible and stuff, and um, he was he 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 was fighting a life sentence. This is in the San Diego County yes, Jail. Yes, just by chance. I have a homie out there. Okay, you know? yeah, of course, and, you guys uh, are everywhere, bro. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so we we sell up. He's going to prison, so I'm you know like hey, just you know, these cool uh, like lace me up like our way, you know. So um, you know I had him in my cell, you know, talked to him, and we're talking, and um, I was telling him about that, right, how I was feeling and stuff, and then he pointed out something. He goes, you know what, homie. I go, what's that? He goes, you don't see it? I'm like, no, see what? He goes, all this time, God has had his hand in your life. Like, you're still here, homie. And I was like, what? And I started looking back, look at all those, those stories you tell me this, yet you're still here, you're breathing. And I was like, damn, man. And I was like, like what the hell was I thinking, you know? And um, so I started at that time, 
I started doing a lot of reading and stuff like that. Uh, started, you know, like, because uh, my older brother, he was always into the cultura, read, 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 and all that. And um, I started reading a lot of, like, uh, like uh, Chinese philosophy, uh, you know, the, the Sun Tzu, all that stuff, you know, the Machiavelli, all, the, all those war books, right? And um, so I would read. I had a little a little library wherever I would go. I'll meet other, those were my, my bargaining chips to get different books, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Then, um, I started meeting individuals and uh, we wouldn't just talk, we would conversate like about life and stuff like that. Uh, so I started doing that. I, I'm upstate, I get out, you know, again, at this time I stay out, like almost out like five years. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm with my wife, we start having more kids. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm living with, with uh, my, my in-laws at Third Pad in the heart of the hood. You know what I mean? And, they, and that's why I started seeing too, like the hood's like a vacuum. It just sucks you in little by little. You know, first I'm just observing, you know what I mean? And now I'm in the sidelines, cheerleading, you know, now I'm fucking making plays. Now I'm quarterbacking. Now I'm doing all this. Little by and little. Yeah, little by little, gradual, gradual, right? And then when you realize it, you're just in too deep. Like, you, there's no, like, what are you going to do? Like, again, addiction and all that. Um, I get locked up again. What was that for? I mean, oh. Yeah, I, I get locked up. Isaac, was that around the same time you were telling us a story about... Uh, oh, that's when I got locked up. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, but the story of what? I'm sorry. The story of uh, how deep you were in the uh, in in the books. And, and you, oh, yeah. And you so I'm going to get okay, back okay, to that, okay. right? Because I get out, right? Because uh, books, I have a, a beautiful relationship with books, right? And um, so I, I get out and um, where was I at? So I get out. You were talking oh, about you so, going, so you were going have, back. So look at, I'm with the, with the family living in the hood and my in-laws are starting to have all these kids and stuff like that. Now you're quarterbacking. Yeah, and then the pad gets raided. Okay. All right, they, 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 they raid the pad and they take my kids. Wow. You know, so now I'm on the street, you know. Um, so again, the hood, the homies, homegirls, letting me stay there, people I, I should fuck with, opening doors and all that, right? And... Uh, I got real bad, like in, in heavily into the drugs again. I think it's worse, you know what I mean? Like uh, people would see me and um, I'll be walking down the street, like just quiet, right? But inside my head, I would be screaming so loud. I just felt like my head was gonna explode into a million pieces. You know what I mean? Uh, anybody that would look at me the wrong way, smirk at me, bump into me, tell me hi, not the way I liked, I would uh, respond with, with violence. You know what I mean? Uh, then again, like uh, my kids and all that, I, I felt like I was living a double life, you know? Like, you know, I couldn't see my kids. And um, that was like real, like heartache, like the heart heartache, like a motherfucker, you know? Like, and it was just like, well, like I didn't know where to start. Like, I'm already like, fuck, you like, again, too deep in it, right? And again, at that time, I remember the, the sheriffs, they were on me. Like, I was like a mandatory stop. They were harassing my wife, pulling her over with the kids. Search. I had no contact with them, and they would still harass them. Uh, I would be at spots leaving or uh, everywhere. I had, like, no peace whatsoever. No peace. No peace. Just everywhere I went, like, I, 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 couldn't, uh, I couldn't rest, you know, just always on the go, right? And, again, uh, at that time... You know, trying to hustle, trying to just you know uh, survive. You know, I, I got I got picked up on a a little uh, bullshit that 
bullshit case. It was like a little for a G ride, you know, because I didn't want to walk or whatever, right? I'm upstate. So now I'm in prison and I'm requesting books and I'm reading books again, getting educated. And um, at that time, again, military books, stuff like that. So I was a turnaround. So for like six months, I was in Delano reception. And in those six months, I'm just plotting, planning how I'm going to take over the barrio, how I'm going to sew up the block. Not the block, like the blocks, right? From Eastern Atlantic, from the five to the 60. And ain't nobody going to tell me what to do there. You know, I got to the point where, I, you know, reading the, uh, I was reading these, these military strategy books, right? And they're like, I started realizing that when we go to war, we have no objectives. You know, they drop one of them, they try to drop you and you just go and it never stops. You know, so I'm like, then I started, I came across this idea of a war room where like, you know, different countries go. It's like, well, I'm gonna go to Homegirl's Pad, that room she had in the back, we're gonna turn it into a war room. We're gonna have objectives. And you know, so I'm, I'm just plotting, stuck in that cell. That's all I'm thinking. Uh, playing out scenarios in my head of how, how I acted or I didn't act or respond or react to certain things, what I did, analyzing everything. I could have did this different. Oh, that was a good move and this and this and that, right? I get out. Um, I had a little feria, not a lot, just enough to, you know, get out. It's like this, like a, a, a good mechanic has his tools. He has his, you know, his wrenches, all this other stuff, right? A, a doctor, his scalpels, the nurses, and I'm a good gang member, has his little homies, his straps, his knives, his scales, and dope, and, and area, right? Yes, sir. So first thing I'm going to do, buy a strap. I got to get burned up. You know, I, uh, I remember before that little term, I had got caught slipping in my neighborhood. Some fools rolled up on me, hit me up, uh... I, I, to this day, I think they were bluffing, acting like they had a strap. I stood my ground and, you know, like the back and forth stuff. And, and like, and I was telling like, hey, homie, like, you're going to do something, do it right. Because I'm, I'm big trigger and I get my run back. I'm going to get my run back, homie. So think about what you're doing, right? Um, fortunately, by the, by the grace, I thank God. And, you know, I, I think they were bluff or maybe they're like, give this full pass. I don't know. Yeah. They left. I was like, Phew. Gracias, right? You know, I was and you shaking. were and you were you were telling them this. Yes, you're telling them this. Yes, you, and, and, uh, and that's and that's a trip, bro. If you're gonna pull up on somebody, you gang banging, yeah. And then this dude is saying, "Hey, homie, exactly what you said. Yeah. Think about what you're doing. You better do it. You better do it right, bro. Because I'm gonna come back for that ass. Yeah. I mean, that hits a little different, yeah. especially for <laughs> so maybe some you know youngsters, I mean? bro. And all, you know hey, Oh, They're like, I, man, we just caught a little buzz and we're running around the neighborhood trying to have some fun. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, this you know, dude is... You know, like, don't you know who I think I am? You know what I mean? You know, well, at the but, time, you know who you were. You know? And who you were is what you were saying you were, bro. So, you know? no, I get it, bro. Yeah. And um, I remember that night, I, I, I smashed through the spot. And they were able to actually kick it with, you know, people that were... They weren't even my homies. And they were all like, hey, fool, you all right? Like, I was just shaking like adrenaline, mad, like, all right. And um, after that, I go, like, like fuck that. You know, um... I gotta get strapped. Cause I would, you know, like, so this is before the, all the, the, yeah, that was right after when all the hoodas around me, I go, I gotta get strapped. Like, no matter where I go, because my wife and my children are not gonna get that call that her husband and their father was murdered. Yeah. Um, at all costs, at all costs. So I was taking chances, you know, I, I was living at, uh, I would stay with, like I said, uh, homegirls, homeboys, they would open up doors for me and, I remember I was at this one spot. I would have to go like to uh, two rival neighborhoods, you know, to get to my hood. So I'll be right there. Like uh, I got to the the point where like 
I was learn like concealing straps on me. I look in the mirror and walk. Can you see it and stuff like that? I even started <laughs> practicing drawing down. Like boom, boom. I was just practicing. I'm like, fuck, it's 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 crazy out there. You know, this is my life. I, I'm they're, they're not gonna. They're most definitely not gonna get that call. You know, and uh, so that right there was like, uh, my my choices at the time were very limited. You know, it's either do I take my strap and get uh, take a risk of getting busted. Or do I leave it behind and take a chance of getting smoked? You know what I mean? So before I'll go to the hood, hey, how's it? How's the weather out there? It's hot. Boom, get a ride, an Uber. That's when Uber started coming out, doing Ubers, have homies pick me up, stuff like that. Uh, I'll leave a strap at this spot, fucking get on a bike, smash to the hood. At the other spot, have one ready right there, like just leaving them around for everywhere I went. Because like I said, like I just had a too much heat on me then even that too like I, I started realizing too like um i spent too much time there no matter what i did uh people would hear about it if i sneeze oh this was sneezed you know whether the the enemies uh the, the smokers the the yeah. hudas it, i just i was just burnt already you know Talk what i mean the town. yeah i was just out there too much like, i remember going to spots and people would be all laughing as soon as i got there quiet yeah and i'll be like what the fuck or even pull up to other spots, start seeing cars leave. Boom, 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 They're boom. afraid of you. You know? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, and I and I, I look back at that too. Maybe they were afraid of me. Some were, I know most definitely some were afraid of me. Some couldn't stand me. Yeah. Some people respected me. And you know, some people did love me because the ones they were they were the ones that would open doors. You know what I mean? And or maybe they even opened doors out of fear too. You know what I mean? Or even like uh, or like uh, people uh, not 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 everybody, but some people do things with um. Uh, uh, different motives, you know. We have this what the spot. You'll take care of the spot, you know, shit like that, you know. And uh, so, I got busted when I. Uh, that's one the stories. I was out there on the streets, right? I ended up getting busted for that G ride. I don't mean to be going back and forth. No, and you're stuff, good, right? bro. You're good. Um, um, I got out. I was gonna sew up the hood. I had a little failure. I got my strap, waiting on the connect. Ah, uh, got high as fuck. Now I'm tripping. You know, at the homies, Pat, hey, where's all my clothes at? I don't know. Well, that's your responsibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? I left my stuff, that's your responsibility. Yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, I was like really, I was, you know, Spencer, but like I was going to hurt some people. I was tripping mad. Like, and then again, like I was just like disgusted. You know, the condition of the hood, all the stuff that goes around out there and all that, uh, my condition, well, the point where I was at in my life, like, yeah. like in my, like, who am I kidding? Like, uh, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's good gonna come out of this, you know. And I remember I left. I left homeboy spot. I was gonna do something, you know. And you know, you start playing the tape and all that. I was gonna leave, and something just to like, fool, you're tripping, fool, just bounce. So I'm leaving, and there was this Huda, uh, Sanchez, the sheriff, right? Fucking, he would always stop me. And he sees me, like he rolls up on me, boom. Like, what's up, Trigger? Because you're out. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you got anything on you? And I had my, I had a, a, a little nine on me, right? Uh, a backpack, fucking other stuff and all that. And um, I'm like, yeah, I'm strapped. As soon as I said, like, they were already walking up to me, like, cuffing me up. And even in that, in that little moment, I was like, if I run, because I would always, when I would stroll through the hood, I would see what gates had, uh, what uh, properties had dogs, which ones had locks on their fences. Escape route. Yeah, so if I, on the street I was on right there, like it was all lit, like there's no chance. Like I could toss something, I always keep my shit chambered, but if it goes off, these fools light me up and smoke me. 
You know what I mean? Uh, and these were the cats. They did would pull me over. I would be like the only homie cuffed and other homies would just be standing. I'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, like I would get singled out like that, you know, or, or I felt like that. I don't know. Maybe I was tripping. I don't know. But that's how I felt. So I just felt, oh, uh, I got caught with my hand in the cookie jar. Like, chalk it up, fool. Like, you know, so I got, I went up. I only stood out like 12 days, 10 days around there. So now I had a gun charge. Uh, mad at the world. Going through the process in the Alley County Jail. Feeling defeated. Defeated, had all these plans. I'm gonna slow up, sew up the hood. I'm gonna do this and this and that. You know, a lot of us do that, right? So I'm going through the process, and I'm, I remember I, I called my wife. I call her, and I'm crying, and um, I talked to my son Stevie. You know, and then he he asked me this question, and like I, I like in my story, I always share, uh, Stevie saved my life. I asked him. He asked me, he goes, "Why did you do that, Dad?" And I didn't have the answer. I mean, so I was like, fuck. And I started questioning, like, why did I do that? Why do I keep on doing the same things that have the same result? You know, I'm out there, take them for granted, or not intentionally or indirectly. You know, I end up back in prison. I'm crying for them, wondering if, if they're cold that night, uh, if they ate, is, if anybody's hurting them. And um, I'm in the same position again, you know? So that question... It changed my life. I go, I got to get the answer to that. And that's when I began to seek help. So I'm in the county and I'm like, you know, going to whatever module, end up in a wayside, end up in a supermax. I ended up in South, you know, even right there. I was like, hey, uh. well, when I was in supermax, it was like a transfer module, transfer, transfer dorm. So I was at, like, hey, can go to a prime. Oh, the homies can't go there and this and this. And I was like, fuck, eh? like, you know, I need some help. Gee, you know, help me out. I ended up at South, uh, South, and they had a, they had a little program right there. And so I was talking to him, like, yeah, fool, go. And then again, I started getting a lot of books. But it's this time around, instead of getting military books, I started getting self-help books. Nice. I got uh, turned on to the law of attraction and stuff like that. I really started. I really liked what it what it had to say. Uh, I remember I read that book, uh, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, and like that book started talking to me. Then. I would keep on telling baby, I'm gonna go to the program. Just I'm not gonna get that much time. They were trying to give me a uh, 13, uh, 13 years, with 85 percent for a strap. It's a misdemeanor, but because of my strikes and my record, were, yeah. I'm like, damn, like for a fucking burner. Yeah. So now I'm like, like nah, I, I gotta go to this program. I gotta go to that. Um, I'm fighting my case, trying to get my strikes struck. They're like, nah, they ain't fucking with you. And then um, I started collecting uh support letters that that had no defense, had no defense. So I go in there and they're gonna strike my strikes. The judge comes out with his decision, right? He goes, um, but they resist. They send me back to the holding tank. Comes out again. He was already had decided that I wasn't gonna strike your strikes, but I got this information. The DA was withholding the support letters. He goes, I had made my decision based that on the fact that you didn't have no ties to the community. But now with these letters, it's evident that you do. People speak highly of you. So, you know, I had family friends, uh, childhood friends, even my little boy wrote me a letter. You know what I mean? And, and um, wow. so that, boom, I went back. We fight. Finally, long story short on that, uh, they struck my strike. And um, I'm off to prison. 
You know, I even asked, the, the, this was before all the stuff started changing in the system. I even, hey, can you give me a recommendation for fire camps? I could get 33%. All these laws are changing and all that. And all that's getting shot down. I hit Delano again. Everything starts changing in there. Homies can't go there, can't go here. So I'm like, fuck, I'm running, like, I'm trying to go home as soon as I can, right? How much time did they end up giving you? Uh, for, for that, uh, uh, oh, they gave me four years. Nice. Four years with half. Four years with half, right? Beautiful. Yeah, like, so I'm like, fuck it. But my thing was, like, no matter where I go, I'm going to ask for help. And, like, I, I remember I would pray to God, right? Uh, I would ask God, like, to guide me in everything that I did, of course, to keep my family, my friends safe, everybody, you know, uh, to protect me from my enemies and also to protect my enemies from me, you know, because uh, individuals that hurt my brother, they were in the system, you know what I mean? So it's like, like I'm going to have to make some tough choices, you know what I mean? So I would just ask God, keep them away, you know, and then I would ask God, send me home. I want to go home so, so bad, but don't do it until I get the help that I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at South, I don't know if I'm jumping back around getting all these ideas and thoughts, right? I'm trying to get into that program. And I kept on telling me, baby, they're going to take me to program, take me to program. Law of attraction, um, affirmations, and this. Um, Energy uh, flows where attention goes. Yes, all that stuff, right? And um, one day she was like, what happened? You know, homies that had a little hugo, they pulled me down, they put me in. Yeah, we got you next week, going to get called down there. Nothing, nothing. And then um, I hang up, um, I'm talking to my wife. And before we hang up, she's like, when are they going to take you to the program? So I hang up, I went to my bunk, and I, I hey, God, like, what's up? Are you going to take me or not? Like, I'm asking, I'm praying with all my heart, like, is this going to happen or not? Fell asleep. Next morning, they call me. You're going to the program. Thank God. All right? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And and what, what kind of program was it? It was this? a start program. It was just like a drug program. That's drug when I started, program. Getting, I started getting introduced to that. And again, my books, rolling up with my books, reading my books, right? Uh, I did have a, a, a one book that was very influential that really changed my perspective on life too. Uh, it was called uh, The Tower of Spycraft by Ralph D. Sawyer. Okay. So back in those times, you know, when the whole court and all, there was like a, more like a verbal judo and stuff like that. And uh, and it stated in there, like uh, violence is like a last resort. People that uh, resort to violence, they live like, like dogs, like animals. So that was very humbling. Like I'm like, here I'm thinking I'm on top of my game, but in reality, I'm living like a dog. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, indulging in animalistic behaviors, all this stuff, right? And I was like, fuck that. I'm not a dog. I'm, I'm a human being, you know? Like, I want to live, you know? Uh, so I kept on reading. I, I That time, I ended up in Delano again. I'm still doing my reading. Um, I get this other book, right? It's called uh, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. You know, so earlier when you asked me, did you have all these ideas? So throughout all this time, I had ideas of what I was going to do, right? I'll be in the hood, and I'll see fools like, why does that fool balling? And that fool's a lame, right? Like, I could go take a shit, you know, or this and that, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. And reading those books, it just wasn't my time. It wasn't your time. Yeah. It wasn't my time. And even when I'll be in the, the, the little trap houses and stuff like that, I'll be like, ah, oh. because, you know, I would be like, order, Sometimes you got to do things, check people, whatever. And I'm going to tell them, like, appreciate me. Because I'm not going to always be here to take care of you guys. There's going to be a time when, I, when I'm gone. But don't worry. When I come back, I'm going to be in a position to offer you guys jobs. I'm going to help you. Because what I started seeing there, like, I started seeing society dismisses uh, drug addicts, gang members. They just sweep us under the carpet, out of sight, out of mind. Like, these individuals, I said, 
that I got to know before, like, you know, did little trances with her, but they became my friends after. I seen there was a lot of talent. There was a lot of pain, a lot of heartache. Uh, there was this one uh, young lady. She used to sing really nice. They ended up killing her right there. That's another crazy story. Uh, uh, there was another homie there, too. He was, he was in front. He was like a casual dude, but he was a real sick-ass artist off the dome. Paint this. He would paint. He, got, he introduced me to a little painting and stuff, right? And um, so I knew at that time that I was going to become their voice. I was going to be I was going to be in a position to advocate for other, for people that cannot advocate for themselves. Let's go. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. here I am reading my books. Uh as a man think it there's a story, right? There's a little story in there and it says uh, once there was this gentleman that was in a shop. Every day he went to that shop and no matter how much how how hard he worked or whatever he did, he never went nowhere. He never came up in the shop. It was that's it, the, 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 the lowest of the lowest jobs. Until one day that young man, he got tired of that. He learned all the ins and outs of the shop. Then soon enough, the shop could not contain him. So he left the shop and he went in search of the finer things in life, uh, different schools of thought. And soon thereafter, people began to ask about what became, what became of this young man until one day he came back. And when he came back, Everybody gathered around him, and when he spoke, everybody hung onto his every word, and lives were forever changed. When I read that short story, that's going to be me. That's going to be me if I continue on this. So I went full throttle, kept on with my reading. I, was, um, I ended up hitting Calipatria for a short period. Um, I was trying to get into educational pro programs. As I, all, these, all these books began to talk to me, I just felt that education would save my life. You know, I would begin to, the more that I would learn, I would begin to see the world in a different light. And, um, you know, I'll just, uh, and it's like, uh, I would just not go back to the things that I would go to, you know? So I'm at, in Calipat trying to get an education. Lifers got all uh, the priority. Couldn't go, I, had, I didn't have enough time. When I was in the Lennon uh, reception, uh, due to violence, I couldn't go to certain school programs. So that's when I started self-educating in myself, reading, reading. And then at that right there, when I'm reading, reading, I started talking about, um, the law, you know, law of attraction. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go back, help these people, the people, not just my homies, but anybody that needs help. You know, what I mean? and I kept on doing that. And I, was, I would write to organizations Nobody would write back. The only ones that ever wrote me back uh, were uh, Project Rebound out of Cal State LA. They wrote back to me. I was asking them what I needed to go to school. You need 60 units. You have to have a, uh, a degree from a community college, all this other stuff. And I'm like, fuck, right? Yeah. Um, then there, um, I ended up uh, qualifying for the, the MCRP. So in Delano, the homies weren't allowed to go. Now I'm at this spot, and they're like, dale gas, but be for real. Yeah. So I get there, and right there, it's a behavior modification program. Um, I started, you know, they, they do a lot of classes, a lot of groups all day. It's like school. So I'm doing these classes, and um, like I, they would tell you to go back to your room and, and reflect. So I'll be reflecting. I'm like, man, are these fools trying to turn me into a punk? Like, <laughs> like serio, right? And then I'm like, yeah. everything that I learned – uh. 30 years, 27, at the time, 27 years invested in the hood. You mean to tell me I'm supposed to crumble this up and flush it down the toilet? 
You mean, you mean to tell me my carnal died for nothing? My homies? I got shot for nothing? I carried caskets for nothing? Got ass whoopings for nothing? Like, fuck that. You know, so it was a, a battle within myself. Then, lo and behold, one day I'm in a hallway and something like a, an incident with me and another individual, it, it almost became an incident. But without realizing it, I practiced something that I learned in the group. So I go back to my room, I'm reflecting, and I had that aha moment. Like, damn, this shit works. What was it exactly? It was just walk away. <laughs> Don't entertain that shit. It's that simple, right? Walk away. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I go, they're not trying to turn me into a pawn. They're just trying to uh, help me live a more peaceful life. And through all this insanity, that's been my life's dream. So I got a glimpse of peace in my life. And I wanted more. And that's what I'm in search of. That, like I'm on a pilgrimage. You know what I mean? Of self-transformation. Peace. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I started, then I started hearing stuff like, I would hear all this stuff and it was like so cliche. Hold on to your seat. Trust the process. It works if you work it. All this other stuff, right? Uh, uh, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. The, the universal law, you reap what you sow. You know, so I started putting into it, opening up in groups, this and that. And then I, I started seeing uh, homies with homeboy industry t-shirts. Well, I had my, my homeboy, uh, uh, Yogi, uh, like in 2005, he was on the graffiti removal. He was, he was killed. You know, my homeboy, Yogi. Removing graffiti. Yes. Yeah. And, and, Rest and, in peace. Yes. And he was burned up. He was always strapped. Yeah. Solid ass homie. Fucking cholo, dog. Like, let's, let's, before we get into this. Let's take a quick break. Yes. I apologize, brother. No, no, no. We've got to pay a couple bills. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Isaac Gonzalez. Sit this, tight. This hit, is amazing. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. All that. Hoodstocks Podcast is also brought to you by Origin Bakery Equipment. Your one-stop shop for all your bakery and equipment, restaurant equipment needs. Home base to wholesale commercial bakeries, new and used equipment. Check it out. Follow them on Instagram at Origin Bakery Equipment LLC. Or you can pull up on them in the city of South Omani at 10441 Rush Street. Peep game. If you need commercial bakery equipment, these are our guys, and now these are your guys for the best prices. Hey, tap in. Hoodstocks Podcast is also brought to you by Apish OG. Apish OG. Apish OG. Everybody say it with me. Apish OG. Follow them on Instagram at Apish underscore OG. You can buy it at OG Nation in the city of Maywood. Come get your flower edibles. One-stop shop for all your needs. Yes, sir. Hoodstocks Podcast is brought to you by Lux Tattoos. No, it's not me. It's Lux. Lux Tattoos. I don't tattoo, but Lux Tattoos. Follow them on Instagram at Lux, L-U-X-X, underscore, tattoos, underscore, A. A lot of these cats have gone Hollywood. They were raised in a holy, beautiful home, structured with all the beautiful things. Man, tattoos originates from the streets, so make sure you get tattooed from somebody that's from the streets. Lux Tattoos. Love you guys. We out.
I hit the street block with my dick on a swivel. I hit the street block, hot Cheetos in a pistol. Yeah. Right hand hit a berry faces in your feelings. Uh. Look the tree trimmer in the hood yelling timber. Uh. Dead man walking, no, I'm just playing the fiddle. Yeah. Marching to a sound dog, take him to the river. There's men in the middle when you're dealing with some killers. Uh. The man in the middle, then them low paid hitters. Yeah. Nothing more realer than a fool to kill for dope. Uh. Nothing more realer, just an eight ball of dope. Uh. Life real cheap when you're mobbing on them streets. Yeah. You might not keep what you think is yours to keep. The fools don't know what they ain't never lived. I'ma put it on blast. I'll tell it how it is. Fools don't know what they ain't ever lived. I'ma put it on blast. I'll tell it like it is. Fools don't know about living in the trap. Sweat on my boss. Fuck brains like a rabbit. All right, we back, we back, we back, we back. There we go. Wow. What an amazing journey in life, man. And, and wow. Let's get back to it, bro. So you were talking about your homeboy that was working for Homeboy's Industry. He was yeah. part of the graffiti removal. Yes. And why, did, did he get killed while he was removing graffiti? Yes. yes. I don't know exactly if he was re, uh, removing it or at a red light or something like that. We hear all kinds of stories. So, uh. When that happened, there was a war brewing, and um, but prior prior to him passing, right, he, he was he was working at Homeboys, and he was telling me about Homeboys, uh, go down there, and I was like, like now that I have trainees on my case, so I can't work around uh, my enemies and stuff like that, and so my thinking was, why am I gonna go over there and start battle, right? So uh, when when Yogi got killed, um, I was again mad, heartbroken, you know. That was my, my solid ass homie right there. I was staying with one of my homies in the hood, and um, the other homie came, and um, like it's it's time to go, it's go time, let's roll. Um, my homie that I was living with at that time, he was going to the market. He asked me to go with them, so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go with you. He was getting his keys or doing something. So I sat I sat in homeboy's living room on the couch, and I started praying to God. And I was just asking for, give, for forgiveness beforehand. I'm like, God, like, forgive me. Like, I, I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm mad. I'm about to sin, and I'm going to sin big. Whew. You know, so we leave the spot, make a left on the first street. Boop. We get pulled over. Damn. What's your name? I'm trying to give an alias. And then I was just absconding at, you know, uh, on the dashboard, they had a picture of me. Whew. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like I was counted before. You know they had a picture of me, and they're like, "Is this you?" I'm like, "Yeah." I go to Third Street. As soon as I walk in, they're bragging. We got trigger. They're, everybody starts clapping. They even have pictures of me in there, and even like stuff like that. Like I, I, I felt like it felt like the shit. Like oh yeah, fuck yeah, right? The insanity, bro. Like right? <laughs> insanity, and, yeah. and I'm like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like like shit like that, feeding your ego. You know, like even in the barrio doing dirt, like all that stuff fed my ego. 
it made, it made me feel larger than life. Again, like I mentioned earlier too, my older brothers were my heroes. Oh, you're like Toker. Boom, I, I, do, I was getting a positive reinforcement for negative behaviors, negative action, right? All the pats on the back, I became addicted to that. You know what I mean? Oh, you're like Duke. My head will get big. Oh, you're like the both of them, a mixture, combination. Oh, fuck yeah, let's do this, right? Um, so um, now I'm fast forward again. I'm at the MCRP. I see homies with homeboy t-shirts, and I thought of Yogi. And he's like, I, 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 I don't know, it's like, go. So now I'm trying to get passes to go over there, and they're like, I'm getting pushed back. I, I, I navigated my way down there. I got a, a pass. I went over there, and the reason why I chose Homeboy is because I just felt it in my heart that they were going to help me. It was a place for me. You know, being a, a gang member, shaved head, the way we walk and talk, we go to other places, people look at it, we get judged a lot, you know? And I just felt right there it wasn't going to be that, you know? So even going over there, I, yeah, I even had homies on standby. Hey, something happens, the hoods just call us, fool. Anything, we'll go get you, or we'll go and... You don't got to do nothing. While you're at home, boys. Yes. Yeah. My little homies. Yes, yeah, little. It, like, it could potentially be dangerous there, you too. Know? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Anywhere. It could be dangerous anywhere. anywhere. 100%. You, know, you know what I'm saying? And, Thank you for clarifying. But uh, uh, like I told myself, um, if I go with bad intent, I'm going to get that. But so, if I go really, you know, so I, I, I started practicing uh, how, how to walk and talk differently. Even when I was on the I was already dressing a little low-key and stuff, you know, to to blend into wiggle and all that. How did but, you practice that? Um, just did you do staying the in my lane. No, no. Staying in my lane. Start wearing smaller clothes. Uh, well, you know, even try to stroll less. Some people still say I stroll. I don't know. You know what I mean? And and just the, uh, when you, the interactions with the people that you encounter, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it, uh, either am I going to entertain it or not, you know, then yeah. even in that time, I go, I got to become allergic to the bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, I've been around, so I could spot shit a mile away. You know, before you're you're in your water, you're walking, you see five fools on the street, you're not going to, oh, let, let me go around the block. You're going you're gonna to go through there to see who they are, right? So now I'm like, nah, I'm either going to call an Uber, get scooped up, or go around the block. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it's, am I, uh, I going to continue to hurt myself and my family? Like, hell no, at all costs. I'm going to do what I got to do to live a life, a, a fulfilling life, you know? And in, in, again, in prison, like I had all these ideas 10, 15, 20 years ago. I would, like I mentioned earlier, I would read all these books, uh, conspiracy books, you know, uh, William Cooper, Behold the Pale Horse, David mm. Icke, Damn. all that, Children of, Ma of the Matrix. I you, started got a, you got an amazing memory, bro. You know, I started reading, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Zachariah Sitchin, uh, uh, the Anunnaki, all that, all that stuff, part right? Two with that. And then, um, and then I started coming across all these, like, I started realizing there's big issues in the world. Like, how's a, a Chicano from East L.A. drug addict gang member going to even, where is he going to begin? How am I going to have an impact on that? You know, and I was like, fuck. When I went to Homeboys, I went, Homeboys is going to give me the platform. MCRP, Stepping Stone, Homeboys, my diving board, the world, my ocean. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I was like, like I was there just open, you know, I, I even look back at pictures of me and you know what I, I seen a, a few months ago, you could see it on my face. I wanted it. I wanted it. You know, the first day I went to homeboys, I, I went up there with the dream of uh, enrolling into college and getting the degree. The first day I went up there, I enrolled to college. 
You know what I mean? Um, and this is a kid that throughout his educational journey always failed. You know what I mean? Uh, the only classes I ever excelled at were at PE and art. Everything else I failed. At some point, I was even put in a, a I don't like a, like a English as, as a second language. I speak fluent English. Put you in an ESL yeah, class. Yeah, an ESL class. Yeah. I go in there and, and some kids had uh, visible disabilities. You know, the, there was other kids, little paisitas, they didn't speak a lick of English. And I'll be in there helping them. And even that, like that uh, uh, led me to be insecure. You know, uh, like uh, uh, I felt dumb. Even one time I asked my head, like, hey, why do I always fail? Well, how come my brothers are all into sports? They had a photo album full of first, second, third place uh, uh, little ribbons, you know, for basketball, football, all that. So I go, how come I don't have any? How come I don't uh, this for school? I go, am I dumb? I said, no, nah, you're not dumb. You're just lazy. So I grew up thinking, believing I was lazy. You know, um, I, I, I procrastinate. I, I did a little reading on procrastination. It's not that I was lazy. It just, um, I was uh, uh, afraid of, of failure. Then when you do succeed, now there's a, a fear of success, more responsibility. Mm. You know, and, um, I didn't want to start things because uh, all those, all throughout my life, I just felt so alone. I didn't want to do things alone. You know, but this time around, I got to do this shit alone. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, like my jefito would tell me, you're from East LA, you're a fighter. You know, earlier when I mentioned I lay down and let, and let all the lifestyle kick my ass, I stood up. I go, now's the time to fucking fight back. You know? Let's go, baby. Let's go. Hoodstocks at its finest. Let's go. You know, and, and it's like uh, reading all that stuff, like uh, I adapted, uh, adopted the warrior's mentality. Like right now we're, we're, we're battling, but it's a healthy exchange of words. This is good. You know what I mean? It's and, beautiful. And um, it's so art. I, I go, and, and the way I say it, like every day I fight for my life and I refuse to lose. You know what I mean? So I started my educational journey and um, I draw a big shout out to the uh, Education Justice Rising Scholars at ELAC. So that started about two years ago. It was the first class, uh, edu uh, English 101 with the Professor Obed Silva. Uh, big shout out to Elizandro. So uh, the professors, uh, a gang member, formerly incarcerated. All the students wow. were all formerly incarcerated. Wow. This program they were uh, trying to develop, they had this idea trying to uh, get it going. There was, uh, not everybody supports us. Why? Because of our because we're uh, demonized. And who yeah. is and who are the ones that are, aren't supporting? Is it the well, it's it's all these uh these systems that are are uh they get paid off of people being incarcerated. That uh, law enforcement, all that stuff, all these uh what are they uh all these systems that are uh that are designed to hold us back. It's like uh yeah. there's a two hundred year gap. You know what I mean? Not we all don't get an equal start at the race. We're two hundred years behind. Whew. You know, in education, healthcare, uh, law enforcement, military, all that stuff, right? So this kid that failed immersed himself in his studies. Education became my outlet. I started uh, writing papers, essays, right? And through that writing, I began to heal. Uh, and you were writing about your life. Yeah, I began to like, uh, I, I now see it as a gift. When I read or when I'm in class, I make connections. I make it relate to my life. So I found ways 
to keep my brother's memory alive forever. When you do papers, they go in these databases. Wow. Started writing about Tokes. Started writing about Duke. Started writing about my jefe. Started writing about my homeboys. About me, the area. You know what I mean? So immortalizing it. Yeah. And and I so I kept on going. And then um that class from the 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 rising scholars. So the dream was to start the program. About a year ago, it was it was official. I did a town hall talk. So when I first went to ELAC, that is the for a sociology class. I'm a sociology major. I just graduated with a uh, AA for transfer in sociology, uh, general education and humanities, uh, general education degree in behavioral sciences. Wow. Uh, I graduated with a 3.9. Wow. Uh, but, um, <laughs> like in my picture, you yeah. see the ribbons, the, the yellow ribbons that's for a 3.5 and over. Uh, I made the dean's list like three years in a row. Uh, uh, the transfer. Um, the only reason I didn't do a, uh, didn't have a honors rope is because I didn't have the time to enroll in the honors class. I would have, I would have did that too. You know? So when I seen that picture, I just thought it was basically just a type of graduation decoration, but oh. they all mean something. Yes, I earned that. I earned that. Wow, bro. I earned that. Wow, wow, wow. And um, wow. And um, let's go. That so get up off your futons and give this man a motherfucking clap. You know? Stop playing with it. You know and um, shit. Wow, it, it, it was a, a hard journey. You know, it was it was you know uh, the warrior's mentality. First class before it starts. Well, actually, before I'm, I'm walking up the steps to Elac, right? I'm going up there, and I would always I would hear uh, I have a, a a mentor at Homeboy Industries, Brittany Morning. Big shout out to you. I love you. She helped me out so much, man. And um, she would always see the the students in the front. There's studies that show that uh, students in the front do better than the ones in back. And I remember I would always be in the back, class clown, drawing. But <laughs> so this time, fuck that, I'm going in the front. Yeah. So then I'm smashing to my first class. So I'm leaving all these kids. They're like, I'm, I'm in front of them and I go, hold up, perro, you don't even know where to go. You don't even know what to do. You haven't been in the classroom in over 20 something years, right? So I slow down and I'm seeing them pass me up. I go, I'll just follow them, right? And then I'm going up the stairs, the steps at ELAC, where it has the ELAC sign, E-L-A-C in the front. And um, I, I stop and I, and I ask myself, are you really gonna do that? And I go, fuck yeah, at all costs. So there I'm going in my first class, everybody's waiting on the professor. And me, again, words mentality, I'm like, I'm going to war. I'm pacing, like I picture myself going in the ring like a prize fighter. It's like, oh, I gotta get the oxygen flowing. I have my little coffee, pounding coffee, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm right there, I, I get into class, I'm the, the first student in the class in the front. And then um, they start lecturing, introductions, all that stuff. And then I'm like, fuck, what do I do? So I'm like, fuck, looking behind me to the side. And I, I see this one kid pull out a pen. I pull out my pen. The other one pulls out their, their, their tablet, their, you know, uh, so they can write notes. Yeah. I pull mine out too. They start taking notes. I start taking notes. And then there I went. And um, it was a struggle. Then COVID hits. You know, uh, by then... So I was at the MCRP, I went to Homeboys, graduated from the MCRP. They cut off my ankle monitor um, January 4th of 2000. So before that, like I didn't want to go back to the, the hood, not because uh, I wasn't welcome or because I was scared. I was just scared to get sucked into, vac into the vacuum. I was scared that I was going to lose my life. I was scared that I was going to catch life. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I'm a thinker. I go, fuck. So they're connecting people to like tra transitional housing, sober livings and all that. And I go, I'm not going to go to one in the hood. It's going to be the same shit. I'm going to get triggered. I'm going to be there again. Back to, you know, back to square one. 
then I started thinking, well, I'm not gonna go to one in, in uh, I don't, you know, no disrespect to nobody, like to a ghetto neighborhood and for drugs and other food. Then, so my thing was well, go out to the valley, go out San Gabriel. Not that nothing happens out there, but you know, people, uh, how can I say it's like, um, it's not my water. I ain't got nothing to trip on. Point A to point B, homie. You, that's all you. Yeah. By all means, if they jam me up, I ain't mad. Like you're just doing your little holly, little homie. Like it's all good. Yeah, but you know, I ain't got no pedal. Redirect that pushing. energy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. But fortunately, I never got into any stuff like that. I got connected with that sober living. I was a a, a client there, a coast recovery, and then um, COVID hit, so we went Zoom. So the owner would come into the pad, and we started doing education through Zoom. We're meeting like groups instead of being like a, a like support groups at Homeboy at the at the our main location. It was all uh, remote, so the owner he would hear what we would talk about, what I say. He started to get to know me, and I started helping around the house. Uh, long story short, on that, he offered me a position. You know, so from being a client, and I'm now his uh, senior manager there. I'm uh, still going to Homeboys uh, in the program. What is the senior? What is what is so, the senior so manager I'm like do? the lead. I'm the lead. You're the I'm lead. I'm the overnight manager. Okay. I'm the lead. You know what I mean? I'm I'm the lead. Does it pay well? Out of uh, curiosity. No, it, it it yeah, it pays well. For me, yeah, at the time, no, no, no. For me, it, it pays well as. Uh, and what you get back from it? Yes, I get you. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, you know, if it weren't for that, like, I don't know where I would be at either. Like, damn, they're paying me to be yeah. here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get it. And, and it's it even be, it like, it, 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 there was no amount of dollar that was that what you were really getting from it, because it was a part of your journey. It was a part of your change. It was a part of rehabilitation, right? Yes, yes. and, yeah. and um, so even stuff like that, like, um, my jefe always told me, uh, don't be a follower, be a leader, right? So it's crazy, like, uh, the whole lifestyle, like, it, it, it took me 46 years to be here, you know what I mean? I, I paid a heavy price for it, but all the stuff that I learned in, in the hood and in prison, I, 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 um, I, I, that was another realization. I go, I got to figure out how I could flip the script on that and learn how to apply it on this side. Yes, and when sir. I say this side, like, doing good, living life, you know? And those are uh, uh, transferable skills. I know how to direct, man, to be cool, calm, and collective. Don't don't get panicked under pressure. Yeah. You know, don't react, respond. You know what I mean? Let's Stuff go. like that, right? Yeah. And um, so I started doing that, and I just continued on my journey, growing at Homeboys, doing classes. I met some amazing people over there. Like, uh, it's crazy. Like, uh, all these people from different barrios, uh, they're my friends. And, like, without a doubt, in my mind, I know they love me, and I love them. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, we got a good bond. Uh, you know, I I learn a lot. Like I'm a I'm a sponge. Let me let me say this real quick because you caught my attention big time on don't react, respond. I want to share a, a short little story. One time I got out the penitentiary, I was working as a, as an electrician, uh, non union, and I was doing a side job with this one dude. His name is Mike Maynard, uh, out of my area, right? And he he was a construction crazy dude, good dude, loved to drink. We had a good time all the time. And he goes, he tells me, he goes, hey bro, I got this job. It's a little remodel. You know, it's a remodel, and I need you to do the electrical stuff. You know what I mean, and I was kind of like faking it till you make it type of thing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know it all, bro, but I knew the basics, so I could probably get what he needed me to get done for that job. And he was paying me great money, right? And so back, don't react, respond. So it's a Hollywood house with this dude that comes out on Pepsi commercials and, and stuff yeah. like that. And he had it, it was a type of uh, family or dude that had dogs that were his kids. So he had, there was these little pugs. There was these pugs running around the, while we were working, right? The, 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 the remodel of, the, of the, the, the main bedroom in the back of the house. 
And this is always stuck on my mind because I was always pissed at myself, bro. I didn't, I didn't, I reacted. I didn't respond. And this is what happened. So one of these, this dude's dog came in. I had the receptacles out of the wall and they were still hot. They were still hot. And usually, like, I I, I wasn't tripping on the dog running around, bro. I should have paid attention to that. The dog crept into our workspace and he latched on. He, uh, for some reason, he, he decided to bite the, the plug that was sticking out, which was hot. Oh, fuck. And so as soon as he bit on it, yeah. he got stuck on it. He, he, could, he couldn't pull himself off it. And so I looked at it. This white dude out of uh, Eagle Rock, a lot of people know Mike Maynard. Mike Maynard looked at it, and as soon as Mike Maynard looked at it, I looked at it, and I reacted with a, like, oh, shit. Right? And he react and he responded to as soon as he seen it, bam! He jumped on the dog, yanked the dog off, started hitting the dog's chest, and started giving the dog mouth to mouth. Oh damn! And I looked at that dude after that, bro, and I said, "Man, I ain't fucking shit. Who the fuck do I think I am, bro? You know what I mean? I think I'm a bad motherfucker. Whoop de whoop whoop. But when I seen that dog stuck on that receptacle, I I was like, oh shit! Like I just I reacted right." But he responded, and that's a big fucking difference. And I'm sorry, brother, for cutting you off on on, on your story, bro. But I've never heard anyone say that like this on this podcast, bro. Did the dog make it? The dog made it, bro. He gave the the dog was gone, bro. He fucking pounded the dog's chest, and he gave the dog mouth to mouth and brought the dog back to life. Fucking a. Why? Because he responded. He responded, and that is forever. That was years ago, bro. But that's forever stuck in my mind because I was, we do what we do, right? We reflect, we look at ourselves. And I was really, I let, I let myself down, but I, not only did I leave the, let the dog down, but thank God that we didn't have two dudes reacting the way I reacted because yeah. that dog would be dead. For sure. So I love that you said that, you know, you're either going to react or you're going to respond. Thank you, brother. I'm sorry. No, don't trip. Don't trip. Yeah. So where was that? So yeah, sorry so, about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's cool, you know? And, and, that, said, what? and that's a good example. So that way people could understand, you know, there's a, a big difference, you know? It's like, you know, like, uh, uh, and even, um, so even being at Homeboys, doing all uh, the work that I do and all that, like uh, even becoming like trauma informed, like people react for a reason. It's, it's, and, you know, and that's like what, what Father G teaches us, uh, compassion, kinship, and hope. So you know? you're, the, you're, the, you're, the, you're the manager. What was it? At the, uh, at uh, the Sober Living? Yes. You're the, what was it, the head manager? Yes. Okay. And so, and, but at the same time, you're going to Homeboys Industry. What was your initial meeting with uh, Father Greg Boyle? Um, well, actually, it took me a while to, to really tell like, He would just see me, hey, hi, son. And like I never and, and so I didn't want to bug him. I didn't want to bother him. So initially, yeah? what are you doing at Homeboys Industry? At that time, I'm a, I'm a trainee, right? So my, I'm already coming up on my 18 months, the program and all that. So I kind of felt like my life was in limbo, you know, like uh, not knowing what's going to happen, you know, stuff like that. Even uh, so then uh, people start telling me like uh, other organizations like Caltrite 360, someone, I forgot his name. He's like, apply, you know, over here. Uh, another lady, she's like, apply for probation. It was like a probation overwatch gig and stuff like that. And, you know, she sent the online application. I go, me, how is this gang member going to work for probation and shit? You wow. know, yeah. procrastinated. Yeah. You know, had an excuse. 
not to to apply oh i didn't get that job because i, I missed the deadline uh another individual individual told me to uh, apply over here and then uh at homeboy industry they apply me they told they asked uh asked why wouldn't i apply for a case manager and i was like what really me like and they're like yeah apply you know she's now uh that's my now my supervisor uh natalie venegas i a mentor i learned a lot from that lady amazing wow. person and i was like really and she's like yeah so i started thinking i go all these educated people are telling me to apply to all these different uh positions in, in different organizations and then i i, I started thinking uh well maybe they're right maybe they're onto something you know it's not just one two it's like a couple of individuals that are highly educated right yeah they're telling that, you to yeah. do this so i go well like you know what like fuck it so i applied and um then i applied another place trying to get a, another position and then um by the grace of god i i, I got it you know and then I, I became a case manager um i've been doing case management for like probably like two and a half years already and let's go baby and, um, congratulations brother thank you thank you brother great and accomplishments and even like like the work so being a trainee you have a concept you see certain things but now when i sit on the other seat like i see well there's so much we can do you know what i mean i had some tough cases like uh, there's a young, I'm not going to say her name, but she was, uh, she was like probably 19, 20 years old. She taught me a lot. Let, let, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about what she taught you. Um, but so what exactly is, uh, okay, your job title was a case manager, homeboy yes. industries, right? What, what is your responsibilities? Well, it's just to connect uh, people to different services. Okay. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. That's beyond my, my scope. Yes. All right. So all I do is connect, like I'll meet with you and everything's relational there. You know, so if we have a relationship, you're going to share some things with me. We do assessments. Assessments are a tool to gather information so I could create a, a, a specifically tailored care plan to fit your needs. You know, so that's what I do. So this lady, again, uh, I would hear this word trauma-informed, and it sh she would just pop off. Anything, no matter what you said, pop off, pop off. So I started doing a little reading up on, on trauma-informed, and uh, so... Uh, when people have trauma, severe trauma, if it affects your, your if, especially as a child, it affects you and your adolescent life and to adulthood, it affects your brain development. So like uh, if you have severe trauma, so no matter, some individuals, no matter what you say, if, if it's a, a, a something positive, it's, it's, or it's gonna be like uh, bulletproof, it's gonna bounce off. Yeah. Something negative, it's gonna be like Velcro, it's gonna stick to it. And when that happens, it's like a hijacking of the brain. So there's no communication. Like it's just, boom, you're like, what the, this is something positive. Like, you know, so I started seeing all that and then I, I understood her. And again, the compassion part, you know, the compassion component. And then once I, I started, I seen that, I was like, wow, I did just change my whole perspective on that, you know? So now I like everything, I, I approach it with, with compassion. You know, I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect. Some, I get triggered. I get triggered easily. But the thing is, do I react to it or do I respond to it? You know what I'm saying? Let's go, baby. Wow. Yeah, so I'm there right now, and um, like uh, it's, it's just uh, even tough case. Sometimes uh, you see in the, there's cases that are harder than others, and so they're like, oh, here they come, right? And that's what, like, you know, I didn't have the experience. I'm glad I had this young lady early in my career. It taught me a lot that way. To help you I, have yeah. compassion. Yeah, and, and it just to have the skill set. Yeah. You know to, what I mean? Just, to just, deal with you, you the yeah. younger you. Yeah, and, and, and it's like... Uh, I'm glad it happened early instead of later. So now when I, I know how to 
navigate. Respond. Yeah, respond. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that so much, bro. Yeah. Some people react, some people yes. respond. Bro, you know I'm telling you right now, they're gonna show they're gonna show this interview in juvenile halls, bro. They're gonna take this interview mm-hmm. and they're gonna educate people with this interview because this is one amazing story, bro. Thank you are freaking killed this, bro. And I I have learned so much on this right here and I'm a work in progress myself as well brother but go ahead bro yeah so I, I've been doing that and like I said I'll see people like damn I don't want but now like uh, we're having an in-service and there was an individual that was uh, facilitating and he, and he said yeah instead of shying away from the people you should be honored that they're even coming to you with their problems and I, and I thought about me like we hold all this stuff but why am I gonna go dumping on you 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 know what I mean? This is my pedo. Like, you know, like even in our communities, that's what we're taught. Like, you know, like uh, the uh, toxic masculinity, don't cry, boys don't cry, this, don't yeah. be a punk, don't be a bitch, all that stuff, right? And even uh, even like uh, there's a stigma too with mental health. You know what I mean? Like in our community, like you go to prison, homeboys can't do therapy. Yeah, they can't get snitching. They, yeah, if you are, if you're getting Skittles, right? Yeah, right, you know, and, and uh, or, He's on Skittles. Or, or who do you see getting therapy in media? In movies, yeah, white people, yeah, no, no offense, you know why? Because they could afford it; they have access to it, yeah, and we don't, you know, even our uh, cultural differences, you know, what I mean, uh, uh, this culture, that culture, we don't do that, we don't share a product again. So, what happens with these individuals? They carry all that, you know, like drug addiction, violence; those are just symptoms. There's something deeper, and it's like uh, uh, last week, my my little homie Yarin Padilla, rest in peace, perrito, he passed, and um, he had symptoms. You know what I mean? And now that it's passing, like I, uh, when that happened, like just reflecting on all the little encounters we had and this and that, I was like, damn, homeboy was suffering. You know, but we just see the surface. Yeah. Whatever addiction it may be, alcohol, drugs, whatever, gangs, this, that. You know what I mean? And um, so that, yeah, that it's, it's, um, there's a lot of people suffering out there, man. And it's like, uh, you know, there is help out there. And that's what I, I found so amazing too. Like I knew there was, help out there i just didn't realize how many people are willing to help let's go you know what i mean so like going back to that travel i was telling them when i was come back like all the i, I go to to the hood to the same stomping grounds and um people i used to kick it with that opened up doors for me dirt like some of them are intense and i'm like damn that's the path that i was on yeah and now i tell them like come on come over here and this goes for everybody out there you, you need help come and see me you know, go to Homeboy Industries. Hope has an address, and it's 130 West Bruno Street. Let's go, you baby. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Hope, like, Hope does have an address. You know what I mean? We'll and, um, and it's like, uh, like this time around, you know, I, I like before all the times I got out, I always had these big ideas. Like that one time I was in the soap, the hood, more room, all that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the first time in my life that uh, the things that I'm talking about, I'm doing. You do have a uh, war room now, you know. Yeah, yeah. but it's a hope room. Yeah, it's a hope. You room. have a hope room now. There you go. <laughs> that is yeah, so. That's dope. That's you know, amazing. Full circle. And all those books. I was thinking about it the whole time you were talking, bro. I was like, all those books <clears throat> actually came into play to this very day, oh, this just, moment, bro. It all helped the navigation, bro. Yeah. To I, doing what you're doing now. Even all those books, right? They would talk to me, and it's like, oh. Every book that I read, I, I I felt that I read them in the perfect order. Like they just fell into place. Like they just picked up one after the other, one after the other. Like all in in in, in order from A to Z. And like like I tell you, like I, when I read, I, I dive into my books. I, uh, 
like they talk to me you know and, and like and i i hold on to that stuff uh um like early, I'm, I'm a sponge I, I love to learn i become passionate about education you know um it, it it's become my outlet and like i said all those dreams that i had like before i like they would just get put on the back burner now it's like i stepped into a dream you know what i mean it's like uh i'm back on my heaven on earth you know I, i've gotten peace in my life cool. you know I, I used to come to the hood and i'll to pick up my wife and stuff and she'll be like man when you get down here you get tense i'm like yeah you start walking different talking different i felt like i had unfinished business are you still with your wife yes yes how are your kids they're good they're good how's stevie doing he's he's doing really good he, he slangs chicken so if you guys want a chicken hit me up <laughs> <laughs> i'll buy a you chicken i'll buy a chicken from stevie. i have chickens at my house bro you know what i mean i'll buy sure, one bro sure, sure. We're, we're gonna i'm gonna link you up with stevie yeah 100 you know I mean? bro and um yeah, they're they're good. They're amazing. I I love them and and you know it's like you know being a father, a parent, and all that. Like there's no instructions to this stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, like you know sometimes just, we gotta learn the hard way, yeah, brother. Yeah, you know, and it's like the stuff our parents teach us. They were taught it's generational. You know when when does this generational curse stop? Well, with me, it stops today. You know. Like, what do you? I mean, what is is mom and pop still around? No, uh, my pops passed in January, but my you, mom's up up north. Uh, you did I, say I, that previously too. Yeah. My condolences, brother. Thank you. So even like moms, like you know, all that summer all time when I was in the shoe getting all those letters, like I haven't spoken to her in, in many years. You know what I mean? And it's just like that's something that I gotta work on. Something that I gotta heal from too. You gotta you know, like you, I'm a work in progress, bro. Yeah, you gotta work you know that mean? relationship out. I yeah, feel it. We'll, I feel we'll, it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, uh, you know what I mean? Hopefully. Sooner than later, hundred uh, yeah. percent. You know, but uh, yeah. So I'm right there at Homeboys. Like I said, graduated. Uh, you know, um, it's crazy. Uh, this feeling, kid. Like so, all the time, all those F's. Yet I still got um, passed every Three grade. Three point nine. Yeah. So That's as a kid insane. though, in elementary, I failed. Right. So I would get still passed to the next grade, next grade, next grade, and then eventually I got funneled into to juvenile hall. And that like that, that's uh like roughly 30 to 40 years ago, there's a phenomenon in our educational system known as a uh, school-to-prison pipeline. I, I I used to say that I was a victim of that. Like, now I strongly believe I'm a survivor of that. Yes, sir. You know, I, I made it out of that, and now um, I ins- I know I, I inspire people, and even out throughout my life, like, I meet people that I haven't seen in years, and they'll be like, hey, homie, remember you told me this? And I was like, nah, maybe I was probably high, G. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they're like, nah, homie, like, those words you told me, like I remember them clearly to this day. It's they crazy, changed huh? my life. Yeah, and I'm like, hell yeah, that's the payoff. Uh, when I got my position, I always told myself I would never forget to feel how it feels to be a trainee, uncertainty, life in limbo, not knowing where to begin. You know, like uh, I'm a case manager, but by heart I'm still a trainee. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's just like the the work that we done. It, it's amazing. Like even that word amazing, it was so hard for me to use. Like I'll, I'll use, I will try to use it. I'll start stuttering. I'm used to feed me this, sick, that, you know what I mean? But nah, <laughs> my life's amazing. Uh, um, um, like everything is, is just great, you know? And, and this is just the beginning for me. Um, I'm not here on this earth just to help one person, 20, 50 people, or 100 people. I strongly believe I'm gonna impact thousands. Yeah. And this is, that's my life's journey, just to help. Uh, um, you, know, I, I, you know, I don't go to church, but I pray every day. You know, sometimes I might forget, you know, uh, pray in the car, driving to work, meditate, all that stuff. And it's like, uh, do you, do you, did you, 
meditate meditation yeah, while i drive while you drive yeah just thinking in my thoughts that's another form sometimes my, you know the, the reflecting and stuff like that sometimes i do the little breathing and have a little extra time and all that do you ever would you change anything in your life oh uh, fuck no no you know i feel like it was yeah. god's it was yeah. god's uh roadmap to yeah. get you where you're at now uh, god's divine plan divine it's plan like thank even, you um you know like uh if i continue if I would fall back and end up back on drugs and street, then my brother's death would be in vain. But if I continue on this path, like I honor my brother's death, all the homies that I lost, uh, homies that I left in prison, you know, all the, the, the lifers and all that that don't have a chance. I would roll up to spots, hey, where have you been? Or this, that, and, and I had a homie, uh, Richard from Frogtown. Uh, he's a lifer. I remember I had met him a few years back. One spot, bumped into him again, left, came back another spot. All this time he thought I was a lifer. You know, I was the homie that rolled up to the, onto the yard telling more stories, 40 years old, now I'm going over here on BMX bikes, GT performers, and doing all this <laughs> shit, thinking I'm cool. I look like a fucking fool. You know what I'm saying? And that, that was a tough pill to swallow. But you, you know? felt feed me at the at Yeah, the at that time. moment, making Not people amazing. laugh. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And um, I remember I was telling the homie when he told me, he goes, man, all this time I thought you were a lifer. I'm like, nah, I'm not. He goes, and he goes, you mean to tell me you went home? I'm like, yeah. And he was like, nah, homie. And just seeing that, like, he wished he, I had that, he had that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? That, but we create that opportunity for ourselves at, at, at yes. certain points in our life. Yes. Is that is that... Safe to say, brother? Yes, yes. He like, did create it. it. Yes. I mean, he did create it. He did yes. create it. He visualized it. He, yeah. You know, literally. Literally When he told it. me that, um, that's what, when I told myself, you know what, just shut the fuck up and get out of here. Yeah. Just You know, I, I, I started practicing humility, a lot of humility on that journey. And what's crazy about it, like, good-ass, solid homies were coming up to me like, hey, homie, I respect you. I'm like, why is that? You're fucking humble and you're down. Yeah, and like I felt like, through humility, I got the most respect ever. <sighs> you know what I mean? Let's go, let's go. So yeah, so that's my story. Like I'm here now. You know, like I said, I'm a work in progress. I'm a student of life. You know, I'm I'm never gonna stop learning. The day that I stop learning, that's the day I'm on God's gonna call me. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And uh, it's like I just want to say, everybody out there, like, you know, it's it's not um like they say uh everybody has a choice you know but uh what influences their choices you know so really analyze your life um, where you're putting yourself finding yourself nothing changes if nothing changes you know what i mean and um like i said uh it's possible you know i did it what's stopping you from doing it yeah you get that's you know something and that's something you got to ask yourself nobody can answer that for you you have to ask yourself that right now right now if you're going through some hard times if life is not the way you envision it or you'd like it to be, you gotta ask yourself the tough questions and you gotta answer them. You can answer them with some drug fucking bullshit, right? Or you can a answer them honestly and pick yourself up and push yourself forward. I mean, the better lack of words, I apologize. But I'm just saying, like, 100%, bro. This has been... Let's open up the phone line. Let's call open in, up the phone call line. In. Call in. I need some calls right now. I want you to talk to the homie Isaac right now, man. Isaac. This... Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, bro. you go ahead, bro. Isaac, so when you when you talked about it, I wrote this note. Ask him about the lady singing story. Could you tell oh, us yeah, about the, that? Uh, there was a, a young lady, uh, uh, Cassandra. Uh, she was uh, right there murdered on, on Sydney. Young lady. 
you know, you know, and, and heavily in her addiction. And just one day she just started singing and I was like, fuck, I was just blown away, you know. And like, I, I, like I, again, that just opened up my eyes to uh, to all the talent there that was there. And even when she passed, right, because I used to serve them, you know. And then when she passed, I felt it. I go, nah, these ain't my custies. These are my friends. Mm. You know, I'm here right here with them every day. And we're all down on, down on our luck, you know. But, yeah, she had a, a beautiful voice. She shared that briefly, you know. Yeah. How did she pass away? They uh, she was murdered. Oh, damn. Sorry about that. Droopy, you said you knew Yogi? Yeah, yeah. I um, I actually worked over there at that time in the graffiti crew. So, yeah, I knew. Let's I get this phone call right here. Yeah. You are on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what's up, Lucky? What up, baby? Hey, I'm calling that Hoodstock. Uh, my name's Isaac. I've been listening to the Hoodstock and the Impact. And I'm just going to give you guys props. And keep up the good work. And keep up the guidance in this book. Bro, it sounds like you got a German Shepherd breathing right next to you right now, bro. <laughs> you either got to put the windows up or something, bro. I hear, or it might be your hyena. I don't know, bro. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> he said, like, I think he said, like, much respect to you guys. And I'll just fuck and with story, you. No disrespect to your hyena, bro. But if she looks like a German Shepherd, then. Yeah, um, roll the windows up, bro. Yeah, the windows are. are you calling from a motorcycle? or? I got a shirt for you, too, right here, brother. This is uh, a street veteran, hoodstocks, baby. Uh, thank you. You know thank what I mean? You. A street veteran that has changed. Oh. You know what I mean? That has changed. And you know what, bro? After this, bro, I got, man, I got some car fresheners right here for you, dog. But I got a whole package for you, dog. I got a, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up on Homeboy's Industry and drop you off a whole package. Let's get this next phone call. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hello. I want to give a shout out to uh, Isaac. You got to turn the volume down in the background, please. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Is it, can, can I give a shout out to Isaac? You're talking to him right now. Talk to him. Isaac, what's up, homeboy? Fucking, you know, you know who it is. <laughs> That's right, okay, <laughs> You know, I, I, I fucking, I got a lot of love for you, homeboy. You know, I'll always be right here supporting you. You know, I look up to you on a lot of fucking things. A lot. Like, you're you're like one of my greatest inspirations right there, homeboy. Thank you. Thank you. It means a yeah, lot. It means you. a lot. Love you too, homegirl. All right. I'll see you later. We got the homie trying to call. Let me just call him. Hold on. Hello? You pick yourself up and push yourself forward. What the hell was that? I mean. It's a podcast. The it's better lack of words. Kill, I apologize. But I'm just saying, like, Hold on. 100%, bro. There we, go. This, there we go. Let me see. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hey, what's good? Hoodstocks. What up, baby? Good afternoon, man. Yo, this is Rich Rock from Norwalk, and uh, I'm just uh, stuck on this. This podcast like dope right now, man. Uh, Positivity I hits like that. The... Yeah, yeah, man. You got good content right here, man. And shout out to Isaac, man, for turning turning life around, man. Thank you, brother. You know, you got a deep story, and a lot of people feel that, man. A lot of people know what trauma is, and, and, and it's hard for people to uh, grasp that and know how to want to change. But you're doing it, man, and you're an inspiration to a lot of people. And uh, it just makes... 
puts a lot into perspective for myself uh, and the little things that I deal with. But hey, man, I want to say congrats on your journey, man, because you, you're turning life around. And that, that, that's, that's good. That's good uh, to hear that you're spreading the word so people can change and know that there are outlets to do the same for themselves, man. So, hey, I just want to salute the podcast, Hoodstock, Big Luck, good shit over there. Isaac, keep keep it pushing, man. For sure. And, no uh, doubt, baby. Rooting, rooting for you, man. Rooting for you, man. Thank you. So, I, yeah, I, really, you guys have a, I appreciate you, brother, for taking the time to, to, you know, to share those words. You know, they, they mean a lot. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate hey, you it. You got it, man. Next phone call. What up, Flox? Talk to us. What's up? What's up, Lucky? What up, baby? What's up, my boy? I was just calling in because I was watching the the podcast um, with Isaac Gonzalez. You know what? Hey, Lucky, that's a good ass homie right there. Isaac, I love you, my boy. It's uh, Jose Echeverria Flaco from El Sereno, don't you? Oh, that's uh, right, homeboy. What's popping, yeah, baby? Man, you know what? I, I've, been, I've been looking at the podcast for uh, like this whole time. And you know what, dog? I'm proud of you, my boy. Thank you, I'm homie. proud of you, Isaac. I want to tell you that you're a big inspiration, homie. And, and you already know, dog, I'm following behind your footsteps in a major way. You know what I mean? That's right. We're, we're, we're walking along each other's side, brother. Yeah. Sure. And you know what? Uh, uh, that's, that's empowering, dog. Everything you say, my boy, is what we've been taught, homie. You know what I mean? As, as, uh, as kids on the street. And I find there's a lot of power in us voicing our, our, our experiences, dog. You know what I mean? Yes. We gotta we gotta uh, reach out to a lot of these youngsters. I mean, you know, like like I'm I'm majoring the same thing that you major in sociology and social behavioral science. My goal is to become a social worker. That's right, homie. You know, and uh, man, good shit, lucky, good shit, lucky for having this dude. And Isaac, I love you, my boy. I'm proud of you, doggy. Love you, Captain. You guys, you guys, you guys keep doing your thing, homie. Flox, we will see you soon. We got you on the schedule yeah. as well, brother. Whoop, whoop. I got you, my brother. Yeah, Hell yeah, on looking the forward to it. Yes, sir. I'm 20... looking forward to it, Dougie. All Me right. too, Dougie. All right, brother. Thank you for calling, dog. All right, my boy. What do we got? We got something for the homie right here? Shout out to Ed Calwan. Ed Calwan yeah. got something for you right here, bro. He drew while he was sitting right here. That's right. Thank you, brother. Hell yeah. Check that shit out, baby. Ed Calwan, in the man. Frame. Hoodstock's artist, man. You're on Hoodstock's. Talk to us. Hello, how's it going? Hood back. That's from Aesthetic from Long Beach. What up? Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes. All right, great, man. You know what, man? The homie, uh, Isaac Gonzalez, uh, much respect, man, and your whole crew there. Uh, this is the first time I call. I've been a big fan of yours, but what he does, I, I work at a rehab myself. I'm a treatment advocate. Uh, right now, I'm driving back from the Bay Area, seeing my family, and I've just been finding answers. I'd like to say he drives home. I'm driving home. Uh, I just want to go see my family. And I, I, he just said an inspiration where, like, man, what am I going to do? I got my trucker's license. His story of, of surviving the streets, of, of trying to change my life and walk away from the bullshit. And uh, it becomes so inspiring with his story, man. You know how much it hit me where right now I'm like, I'm going to pull over and just reflect. One of my buddies that worked on me, just pull over, Gilbert. This will be a a reflecting ride home to see where you're going. You're a good guy. I've been to a lot of the similar stories he's been through. I can relate so much. And right now it's like I, I found a, a key of family try case management. I've been in the rehab business for three, three, three years now. And uh, I love helping people. Man. I've become an influence to people that when I was there, hopeless, shameless, embarrassed. And I, now I'm on the other end helping people, man. And, and Isaac Gonzalez, I hope to one day link up with you, man. Yeah, also sure, change lives, not just one, not just a couple. I feel like I could change lives, man. I've been, I'm like a dead man walking while I feel like 
man, I'm grateful every day for Thanksgiving for me, man. That's right. And lucky for from Hoodstock, I got much respect for you. Uh, you you interviewed a couple of my homies too from Long Beach, and uh, I think this is the best podcast, man. I really got connected to you, Isaac. I think you're doing a great thing, and God bless you, man. Thank you, brother. What's your name again? The Comic from Long Beach. All right, all right, homeboy. Like, the way I see things is, uh, if we create enough ripples in the water, then maybe together we could create tidal waves of change. It's too Keep up the good work, man. bro. You got some, <laughs> some deep-ass words, man. That's like, like man. I, I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Hey! <laughs> you brought the flow, too. Nah, don't, don't get me started on beatboxing, G. Hey, can you beatbox? Casey gonna hit a rap, bro. Hips to rap. I heard the snare in that morning. Yeah. <laughs> we got somebody calling right there. Let's oh, see. let's go. My bad, bro. Hey, but God bless you guys. God, God bless, bless you, you, brother. And this is the bread and butter of Hoodstocks. This is why I started this podcast is for this right here. And sometimes the lines Whoa. get blurry, baby. But we bring it back in. Whoa. We bring it back in, bro. And thank you, brother, for help, helping us bring it back in. Because sometimes the lines get blurry, bro. Yeah. You know, Check, you know check, what I mean check. by that. Let's go. Check, check, check. Let's go. Let's get this next phone call. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk hey. to us. Hey, what's up, Lucky? Hey, what's up, Isaac? It's what's a pleasure up, to meet you, man. Likewise. Hey, man, I had, a, I had just one question for you, man. When you when you went upstate of prison, did you ever get like get a chance to like actually like get down with a couple Northerners, or it was more like like a respect thing, like in your personal experience? Well, at that time, nah, it was. I never got down with no Northerners, you know. Like our our pedal was more, you know, the issues that we had in my neighborhood was more yeah. of that, you know. No, but I don't want to get that. into yeah. that. Yeah, no. exactly. But yeah, I, I never got into a no nor, nor, northerners or nothing like that. All right, man. All right, look, hey, man, just keep it up and keep going to school and keep staying educated, man. You're you're a good influence for these youngsters down south, homie. All right, thank you, bro. Yeah. And shout out to all the shout out to all the solid northerners out there. You know, what I mean, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the Asian homies. Shout out to the white homies. You know what I mean? Shout out to the mis- Middle Eastern homies. You know what I mean? What about the native homies? The native, na- come on, baby, that's easy right here. Native homies, dog. You know all that, dog. Like I'm just saying. What about like, the Jewish homies? Come on, you. Come on, you got Drew Hefner right here, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me shout myself out then, baby. You know, <laughs> shit. Why you bullshit? Thank you, dog. Whoa. Thank you for that little alley oop right there. You gave me that alley oop. I wanted to dunk it, but I'm a Jew, dog. So I just laid that bitch up, nice and softly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just laid it up, nice and softly. And it went in the basket. Still two points. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my pops is a Jew, Russian Jew. My mom's Mexican, bro. So uh, I, I have gotten shit for that my entire life. This is my cousin, my, him, my mom and his mom's sisters. These dudes. No I, Jew in him, though. I have all no Jew in him. You know what I mean, unless he wants it. <laughs> I'm just fucking around, dog. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's your twin, bro. Nah, my hell. Cousin. Hell no. I'm more handsome, G. Man, you Nick, are, Nick, come over I'm to the truth. camera. Let, 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 let the people You guys decide. decide. Both, both. Come on, Nick. Come here, Go ahead, right bro. Are let the, the people you guys decide. tell me if I'm tripping or not when I was looking at, at Isaac. Isaac oh. and Nick. Oh, oh, baby, look baby. Look at that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> hey, is that his? Are they twins? Because Nick wears the same glasses, reading glasses, too. I feel like my mic's off. Your mic's hey, on, bro. 
You just, I just turned the volume on your headphones out a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I felt like Isaac was like, these are too loud. And then I started tripping on I was like, well, maybe we're listening too loud. And we got to protect our hearing because Hoodstocks is going to be around forever or as long as God permits us. You know what I mean? Whoa. Isaac, this has been absolutely amazing, bro. This is probably by far one of my favorite interviews. And what makes, what, bro, you, everybody knows this, bro. You are an amazing individual, bro. Thank you. You know, well thought out, bro. I mean, everything you went through, bro, you have applied everything to this point in your life, you know? And and I and I acknowledge that. I see that, bro. I mean, wow, bro. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Audra. But most importantly, thank you, brother. And and homeboy homeboy industries, I mean, is homeboy industries. Tell me a little about uh, on the way out of here, bro. We're gonna end this right now, but Homeboy Industries, bro. Like, how powerful is Homeboy Industries? Very powerful. We've taken on a leadership role. You know, we have the a Homeboy Global Network. We have a so gangs and drugs are not just in LA. They're not just in our country. They're it's a a world issue. Yeah. So we have people from around the world that come and model us. Like who would ever thought? Like people coming from around the world to learn from homies. Yeah. You know, and getting the game, the good game. Real shit you know like that, I mean? huh? Like that. They're coming around yeah. the world. And, yeah, and we just we just had it like uh, three weeks, two, three weeks, and we got people from all over coming in. From the Netherlands, Australia, mm. uh, different parts of the country. Wow. Uh, I, think, uh, I don't do it, some people from Mexico, Canada, all over the place. Wow, bro. Yeah. So powerful. I used to go get laser treatment right there, and I've had a bunch of my homeboys that have worked there periodically throughout, yeah. you know, in and out. You know how it is, bro. Yeah. You know, in and out. I mean, how is how is how is it there? Like in regards to, I'm I, I'm losing a word mm. that I want to say, bro. But just the the energy, the vibrations, right? That homeboy industries because you have a lot of different characters. Some cats are there just there for fucking off, or maybe trying to do good on parole. And there's some dudes that are really committed and they're really trying to find change and utilize what homeboy industries has to offer. I mean, do do we treat them any different? No, everybody gets treated equally. And some people there's, there's case by case cases, right? Uh, depending on their needs and all that, but. So right there, like, uh, to get that vibe, you have to be there to experience it because that's what they call the homeboy magic. I felt you like know? when I walked in there a couple um, times when I used to get laser treatment right there, bro, that I felt like I was walking on the yard, bro. Yeah. I was walking yeah. into yeah. the yard, bro. So, so even sometimes when I pull up, right, I'd be like, it feels like I'm going to the hood, right? Like, yeah. to the spot, right? The only difference is this is a positive spot. There you go, baby. You know what I'm saying? And, and, like, and I, like, I tell people, like, well, we got there, you can't buy it at the store in a bottle and you most definitely can't get it from the connection in a little sack. Let's go, baby. Hey, I want everybody to give it up for Isaac Gonzalez. This has been by far like an amazing journey, amazing story, an amazing accomplishments that you have made and very, very inspirational. And that's what we are here to do is inspire the masses here at Hoodstocks. Thank you so much, Thank brother. Thank you, homeboy. Thank you Thank for having me. Oh, God, Thank you so much, bro. And anything you want to say on the way out of here? Um, yeah, so when you dream, be creative. You know, there's a, a, a quote from Albert Einstein. He says, uh, uh, how does it go? Um, Imagination is everything. It is the preview to life's coming attractions. Gracias. Shh.